Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain of the sports brew, and this is semi-old school because we're going for a can-crushing Tuesday, buddy. Good times down here in the basement. We're going to try to be moderately efficient, which means this will probably end up being five hours and people will drop off and ripcord and go to sleep along the way. You never know. It's entirely possible. So just in, in honor of it being a can crushing Tuesday and throwing down with the good times and, of course, some frosty and tasty beverages, man. Let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. Yeah. First and foremost, my brother, <laughs> the one, the only, the Twitter Terminator, man. What's going on, bro? Oh man, when I grow up, I don't. I want to be like Sister Jean, man. I want to be cool like her. Well, I thought you were gonna say you wanted to have a bobblehead. <laughs> hey, she's got her own bobblehead, so why not? So, the only I thing I worry about a, with a bobblehead with any of us is somebody going, well, "Which head bobbles?" <laughs> it's the only thing I worry about. <laughs> I guess that means you need a different song. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, on that note oh shannon 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 man it's good to hear your voice man sorry about your wildcats bro k-state buddy yeah yeah yes that's that's about it (laughs) fair enough that that, that was that was that was about as terrible of a game to watch as there has been in the tournament that foul fest was ugly that foul fest was ugly and obviously we'll we'll Get into that a little bit more, but uh, fast, great, foul fast. No, yeah. I feel like they're still blowing whistles on that game. Like, yes, <laughs> TJ Washington just missed another free throw. Yeah, just ridiculous, ridiculous. But you know, welcome to March Madness, man. All kinds of crazy stuff happens, dude. Including ugly. Every once in a while, you get some ugly old games, and that was definitely one. I mean, kudos to K State. I mean, you know, for pulling it off, but. That was not the most enjoyable game I've seen oh, by ugly. any stretch by any stretch of the imagination. Ooh. Any stretch. Whoa. All right. Now, next up, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't here last week, but he's making for it, making up for it this week. That's right. That's the one and only D Stat, who I'm sure has some Final Four Federation love for us to get into. I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. How you doing, bro? Doing very well, brother. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Doing all right, man. Just powering through, grinding through, and just plugging away. You know how it goes, though. I do. You ready to hit your cue, man? Yes, sir. All right. So unlike Grace and Allen, I want you to finish this off proper, okay? I know. That, that hurts me even making that joke. <laughs> but you, should, you should feel guilty. I, I almost do. Sweep the leg, Grayson. Sweep the leg. Here you go. Three, brew, and fun. I'm still bummed. I'm honestly, I'm still bummed about that dude game, man. Uh, I was, I was all stoked like going into the, the weekend, and obviously after Duke and Syracuse, and then that game happened, and uh, that was deflating. So now I feel that you know there's still good matchups, and I don't hate any of the teams that are in the Final Four. You know what I mean? Loyola's a great story. Belon has the connection to U of R, so I don't have any beef against Michigan. Villanova and and you know right I think he's a pretty likable guy I don't have any beef with Villanova um, and then Kansas I mean I'm not like a huge like I love Bill Self uh, something like that but I mean Kansas is a good team so I, I don't you know there's nobody like I like years ago like I had salt in the wound with UConn you know what I mean like I I actively rooted against UConn 
but there's I don't really have any beef with any of these teams. So I, I think it sets up for a lot of good, potentially really good matchups. And obviously, I think the the underdog slash Cinderella is the most compelling story realistically. But uh, that's going to take a a lot of sister Jean love, man, for that to for that to rock it on through. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Sure, but I understand. You say so. You said it was kind of deflating. So you, like you know what it feels like to be a patriot now. Yeah, so I, that's, oh, that's something. Almost, or maybe Odell yeah. Beckham's contract. But womp 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 womp. Oh, sorry. We only have these rando rumors. They're not going to trade him, right? I mean, can't do that. Can't oh, do sorry, it. Of course not. Can't do <laughs> it. Come on, come on, come on, Mark. What do you think? Can't do it. <laughs> you, you can't bait me. No, it's not going to happen, but. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean the NFL won't try to suspend him. People, people are bored, and so they want to talk about football. I get it. <laughs> I can't do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Come on, Beckham to the Browns, buddy. Fuck it. <laughs> do it Renee live. Writing. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. They sure as hell have enough number one picks. Fucking thing sucks. The only one that I would semi buy would be would be the Rams. Um, I just don't know if they have enough ammunition to make the Giants like totally happy on that. But um, that I think would be super interesting. But uh, how I, about no? I, well, no, you're a Forty ers <laughs> fan. Of course, you'd hate that. Of, of course, you hate the Indomitian. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. Of course, you do. Of course, you do. So. Uh, that's okay. Look, you got Jimmy G, man. You, you have like a clause on you for a while about hating what other teams do. You totally got like quarterback, or at least it appears you won the quarterback lottery. So no bitching from you. No bitching from you, giggity. That's right. Let's get you on in here. How you doing, man? Uh, not too bad. Got a short week because I actually have Good Friday off, which is a first for me. Nice. So that's always nice. Is Good Friday going to turn into Gaming Friday? More than likely. <laughs> safe bet, safe bet. Safe I, 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 would, I would take the over on that. <laughs> Will do. Well, who knows? Maybe, um, I mean, we'll obviously we got a we got a trip for spring break, but uh, maybe Friday night, as long as I get them all packed and done, maybe we can break out some Borderlands. Handsome Jack Always collection. You know, go ahead and tear some stuff up, man. Why not? Yeah, yeah buddy. That'd be kind of fun. It'd be good to do. It'd be good to do. Well, I tell you what, man, let's lead off with a, a little salute o'clock, man. Let's just go ahead and do that out of the gate. Um, cause I was able to track down one of my favorite beers, which I've had a hard time finding. And, you know, Sarah and I celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary late last week. We took Friday off, which was fantastic. We were kid free. I tell you, when, when you're married and have a couple of kids, I mean, a kid free day where you can just go out and have lunch and it's no rust. You're not cleaning up barf, poop, wiping butts, diapers, cleaning up spilled food, no fight. I mean, our, you know, I love my kids. I'm gonna be wrong, but I mean, they're four, essentially four and two. So they act the fool. So it, it's, you know, it's like have, it's it's like taking Whitfield out to lunch. I mean, you just got a lot of cleanup. So anyway, we visited. <laughs> anyway, we visited Todd. Uh, so surprise, Todd. He was at work, and we just happened to be out in the West End, and so we swam by there and, and had some tasty beverages and got got some Bang Bang Shrimp from Bonefish. I, I always forget how much I love the Bang Bang Shrimp from Bonefish, dude. They are so good. And our server was awesome. And she was like the bartender, so we we got the you know those foo foo cocktails you get. Um, and they they were enjoyable with the like encrusted rims of all the on the glasses and all the goodies. And so we did that. And then they gave us champagne at the end. I mean, it was just it was it was it was nice. We had a good time. We had a really good day. Had a so really you good really day. Really like the bang bang shrimp, huh? 
Bang, bang. Sausage. Just remember, the fifth anniversary is wood. Anyway, on that note, but we did visit Todd. And so we had a couple of tasty beverages, and they they happened to be stocking the Chaos Mountain Mad Hopper, which I'm super fond of, and it's just it's just a it's a tough get around here for whatever reason. So I've got my Mad Hopper as well as the ever present Jack and Coke in my super duper keep everything cold forever Yeti mug. Thank you. What you got there, McGuffin? I'm rolling with the Hardywood Richmond Lager, bro. That's a solid choice, man. Solid choice. Mark, you got something tasty over there, bro? I most certainly do. Um, I'm, I've got to grab it. Uh, <laughs> I'm rocking with a, <laughs> a Dogfish Head Romantic Chemistry IPA. That's a hell of a name. Thank you. I haven't had that one. Is that one like a, a crazy citrusy, bitter? It's, 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 it's a newer one. Um it's, they call it an India Pale Ale with uh, mangoes, apricots, and ginger. Funky. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like Dogfish Head does some pretty wild stuff with their beer. Oh, yeah. Some I really to, like. Took, took, took the tours. It was really interesting to yeah. learn. They, they definitely, they're not afraid to try anything. And I'm sure mm-hmm. sometimes it fails, but. Uh, I mean, some I definitely like better than others, <laughs> for sure. But, I mean, you know, right. that being said, it's nice to see. I mean, that's one of the reasons we love micro brews and, and other breweries that are willing to experiment and do some of this stuff man right you know i mean i i guess you could totally you know just drink budweiser for your entire life good for you i suppose however i do enjoy the old proverbial variety is the spice of life and while i do have certain beers that are my go-to beers i certainly do enjoy sampling you know a whole bunch of uh, tastiness along the way and doctor said kudos to them they're certainly willing to experiment man there's Very no much doubt green mm. Randy, what you got, brother? Uh, I got the uh, I got a blue moon mango wheat. Mango um, wheat. I will say, I will say, I wish I had what I had at Stone this past mm-hmm. Friday. I, I I didn't realize they had it on tap, and I sent a picture to McGuffin there. They actually have the uh, Farking Wheat and Woot Stout on Ooh. tap. Mm. Gotta love 13% that name. Thirteen percent bourbon barrel stout, so smooth, so good. Next so time good. I go there, I'm getting a growler of that because, man. You better hope oh. it's still there. I know. I know. <laughs> it's the only thing. Sometimes when they get them on tap, man, and you want to go back and get a growler, sometimes that stuff sells out crazy quick. Mm-hmm. You know. That's, that stuff's good, though. Yeah. F- oh, yeah. Farkin Wooten. Farkin Wheaton Wootstout. Farkin Wheaton Wootstout. Yep. I mean, that dude. just like sounds like somebody was trying to pronounce something when they were totally drunk. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it that's was like... actually a collaboration with Will Wheaton to, to actually ma- to make it. So it's got to got the the bottle when I got it the first time. Yeah, actually has like Chewbacca on it and things like that. So it's a geek type collaboration. Go. Nice. Yes. Thank you, Arnold. We appreciate that. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, Whitfield is not here tonight. He is off in La La Land sleeping. Uh, or perhaps he is weeping in his Grayson Allen body pillow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wow. <laughs> Snuggalicious, buddy. Snuggalicious. Grayson Allen body pillow. Wow. Then just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. It just popped into my head, man. What do you, you know, it happens. Yeah. Randomness, man. That, that's we love that here at the Sports Brew. We love that randomness. 
that uh, that was the Farkin Wheaton Wooten. What was that? <laughs> Farkin Wheaton Woot Stout. <laughs> yeah. Wheaty <laughs> Stout. Woo! Well, with Bang Bang Shrimp, you know. Yeah. Also true. Also true. Also true. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's okay. All right. Um. <laughs> Now I'm just in my head. I'm envisioning him with a Grace Nylon body pillow. <laughs> oh. As he walks over to it, it trips him. Oh my! Yes, it would. Yeah, it would, man. That's all right. Obviously, the conclusion of his career at Duke, but maybe Whitfield can totally do like that wrestling guy. It's still real to me, damn it! There you go. <laughs> All right, so just um, a couple of light news and notes. Number one, uh, on the NFL side, we're going to shift and we're going to do mainly basketball, but I want to do this for a couple of things for Mark real quick, only because, A, I kind of want your thoughts on it. Uh, number one, the new catch rule passes unanimously. I don't think anybody's really surprised by that. Uh, and so recent history, of course, you have a couple of catches that would now be legal, which most of us thought they should have been to begin with. Uh, although with the current rule set, we certainly had fun arguing about it and watching fan melt. Probably the best part of the catch rule in the NFL was the absolute meltdowns on Twitter and the rage face inducing. I mean, you'd almost think it was like everybody hating on, like if I was hating on Donovan McNabb, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was that level for a lot of these things, but you know, the Des Bryant Green Bay, you know, the Des Bryant non-catch catch versus Green Bay, that would have been a catch. Calvin Johnson against Chicago, that would have been a catch. Jesse James, obviously against New England this past season, that would have been a catch. So there's a Tyler Eifert from a couple years ago stretching out into the uh, across the across the freaking goal line and then losing the ball when it got kicked out of his hands, that would have been a catch. So it would have changed a lot of things, right? And I'm glad that they passed that. And I hope that we see, <laughs> I hope that it pays off. But we joked around about it, kind of post Super Bowl, and the reports are coming out now that. Uh, and people are asserting that the NFL actually used the new catch rule in the Super Bowl replay decisions. And remember, uh, when we were talking about the Super Bowl, uh, I told you guys it felt like they weren't applying the catch rule as it had been done in the whole season. Remember that conversation? It was like it was like we like I understand why they called that a catch, but it doesn't feel like they're being consistent with the way the way things have been called all year. And I thought that was really weird in the Super Bowl. I'm not using that as an excuse for what happened. It's just merely a line of commentary. And I thought it was fascinating. And so um, Pat Antonio actually said on NFL Live, quote, they were basically legislating on the fly during the Super Bowl. And Chris Mortensen, who we can nitpick on certain things, agreed with Pat Antonio. And he said, quote, I will still maintain, as I said uh, Monday, that we saw this rule in action during the Super Bowl when the Eagles played the Patriots. So in this particular case, it did benefit Philadelphia. I don't think you can say it didn't. Um, I just thought it was interesting. But uh, real quick, how glad are you? And what are your hopes for finally having an updated catch rule in the NFL? <laughs> Shannon. Uh, about damn time. Yeah. About damn time, man. It, it's, I mean, this is, it, in the backyard, it's a catch. In college, it's a catch. I mean, it, ju- it just, it replay led to getting to make things so technical it was ridiculous like that the common sense was just lost on it yeah so i i think hopefully this will allow common sense to prevail over 
stupidity. We'll or see. Technical stupidity. We'll have to see how it plays out next year. Although <clears throat> I would think that we're going to get back to you know kind of the feel of it and feeling like the there were times that what we saw was it almost felt like we understood the technical explanation, but it it's one of those things where walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, should be a duck. You know what I mean? Um, or, you know, what was it with the Supreme Court when they were talking about porn? Like, you know, when you see it, you can't always define it. You know what I mean? It's like, it was like that thing. It shouldn't be that hard to figure out what a catch is, right? <laughs> it shouldn't be the Supreme Court arguing about pornography. Now, the um, irony is, is that they changed the rule when Ed Hockley retires. Yeah, go figure. You know, so <laughs> once so, Ed retires, they're like, oh, crap, yeah. man. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I want to see how it plays out, obviously, how they call it. But hopefully it cleans up some of these issues. And again, we get back to it feeling more like the on-field decisions are more in spirit with what a catch should be and that players aren't penalized for making an aggressive play. You know, if there's more fumbles as a result, so be it. Let that play out. We'll see what happens. Um, But I want to, you know, I think most of us want to feel like when we look at it and we go, that's a catch, dude, that it should really fall into that. You're never going to make everybody happy. We all know that. Um, but I hope this is a step in the right direction. Now, we're going to shift to basketball, but the reason I, I did go football first, um, specifically for Mark, obviously big stories with Odell. I know you don't really – you're like, they're not going to trade him. And David Gettleman you know, came out and had a line specifically talking about this. Essentially, Gettleman's like, you don't quit on talent. And at the end of the day, for all the off-field, off-field stuff, you know, we can debate that. Dude's a gamer, dude's a player – I don't know how they sort this contract situation out. I would be absolutely stunned if they moved him. I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying they won't. But I am saying I would be absolutely shocked. He's hugely marketable. He's immensely popular. Yes, he's got some baggage. Yes, he's got some problems. Um, uh, and, and we can argue about him making out with nets and some of the goofiness that he does. But I would imagine it's it's safe to say virtually every team would want his ability and his production he's still young enough some of that some of the, some of those things you think he might grow out of a little bit I hope he heals up well from obviously the injury this past season I don't know what they're gonna end up I, I mean at the end of the day I don't know what it's gonna take to make him happy contractually but he's in a media market that he can make a ton of money and he's in a crap load of commercials dude that guy's in a ton of commercials he's in the right media market to make not just football money but off-field money you know, because certain players can become a brand. And Odell, you know, Beckham, even if you don't like some of his stuff, he's essentially a brand. I mean, you see kids rocking his hairstyle. You know what I mean? You didn't see a whole bunch of that. So there's certain things that certain players and styles that become almost iconic or like a brand. And Beckham's one of those guys. Uh, so we can nitpick certain things with his game or his maturity. And that's fair criticism. That's deserved. Uh, but I would be stunned if they moved. I would be so blown away if they moved that guy. And I, I would like to think if, if they ultimately did that, that they would be getting one pretty significant haul of picks uh, back for him. I would still argue that the, the team that I would be fascinated by that kind of move would really be the Rams. They're in the right market, big media market. Um, I think that would be conducive to his off-field stuff, commercials, clearly. I think, Randy, you would not be so thrilled if uh, if the Rams kept adding pieces. But look, man, they're, they're in front of Goff's contract. This is when you do that. 
This is when you do it. Because if Goff is good and he keeps trending up, they're going to end up paying him a ton of money. So you juggle, you front load some stuff. I mean, Indomake is a one-year deal, $14 million, right? Um, and you, you got Aqib Tlaib, you got Marcus Peters. And quite frankly, the Rams could be either just ridiculously good or they could be one of the most phenomenal meltdowns in NFL history. This is like, um, what's that show that they always do in the preseason? Um, oh. Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks. I mean, if the, if they're, they're not getting back on, but if they did, that would be the team you do Hard Knocks with this year. Like, it, oh. it's flat out. Oh, my God. People would tune in like a mofo for that thing. Oh, yeah. Are I'd you kidding? HBO for that. Oh, my yeah. Lord. I'd much rather watch that than, you know, what? who, who was one of the other you? The Bucks? I don't care about that. Not unless Jameis Winston's going in the Publix for crab legs. Hey, hey, Peter Peter Griffin just called in. He had thoughts on the uh, Buccaneers on uh, Hard Knocks. <laughs> that's the that's the classic. If I can find it real quick, up oh, there you go. Oh my God, who yeah. the hell cares? It's just like I don't want to see the Redskins on Hard Knocks. I have to see them enough during the season. I don't need the preseason oh, ruined by more yeah. of them, too, dude. Just don't. Um, I would I would say this though. Yeah, I know the Giants won't trade him. But if they were to trade him, I, mean, I would trade him to an AFC team so you don't have to see him. <laughs> uh, you know? I, I mean, that's other coast. That's, you know, I mean, it's still NFC, but they wouldn't have to see him very routinely yeah. uh, other than playoff stuff. And I'd, you tra- know, I'd trade him to Indianapolis for a seventh-round <laughs> pick, man. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, if you really wanted the rage face Mark, you just send him to New England. <laughs> nah, the- <laughs> Man. Any no, 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 no. no, send, no, send him to San Diego so he can get, have the ball thrown to him by Rivers. There oh, my go. God. Rivers rage faced Odell Beckham. <laughs> oh, that's LA, baby. oh that's man. LA. It is LA. You know, oh, that's my right. God, dude. Yeah. Oh, Mark's, Mark, Mark hasn't said a word. <laughs> Mark's like, this, this ain't happening. <laughs> oh. you know, it's not going to happen. It's and, and maybe it's just a bunch of talking head blather, but it's been an, at least an interesting angle. It's been an interesting Eight. angle. Um, again, I I would be stunned. I mean, you know, Mer- Merit. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I trade the word interesting for amusing. I've just been sitting back and laughing and amused by it. Um, <laughs> everybody everybody craves football and and you know, know. with the media market and and NFL Network, we can have you know NFL chatter you know three hundred sixty five days a year. And of so course. at certain points when there's very little going on, uh, they they you know they scrape the barrel for stuff. And I mean. I, what you're talking about, you know, or Cam, what you were talking about with, you know, yes, uh, obviously he's got his, his his antics and his things that that rubs people the wrong way. Uh, I'm choosing to be confident. Uh, uh, giggity, you know, I, I'd say you you value kind of a lot of you know character and, and and people, so maybe you would you would turn them down. But I'm I like to believe that not a single person on the sports crew would say if they had the opportunity to get him on their team that they would turn it down. Um, he, he, he is an, an extremely rare talent, uh, that you, you suck up, you know, and, and deal with the off, off field stuff. You know, I love the passion in him. Yeah. Uh, and I've always, I've always said that, uh, yes, I'd like to see him, you know, focus, focus on a bit. He's, he's a young guy. He's still extremely young, which is a positive thing in most things, but it means that he's still, you know, prone to, to some, you know, youthful mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but that regardless, on the field, though, dude. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when he's healthy, he's a touchdown and, machine. Um, he, he's, you know, a, a top ten wide receiver. Uh, who, top who, five, bro? Top yeah, five. 
Oh, well, I, 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 I try to be modest with him, but yeah, it's top five. Um, he's a yeah, and, he's a top five. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I he, he's a giant for life, uh, barring I mean, if somebody, you know, maybe at some point if somebody's willing to to just you know just the sake of shuffling, like shuffle uh, a bunch of superstars and picks, you know, the proverbial I, Herschel I, Walker trade kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Otherwise, I just I just don't see it. So I mean, I, I feel like it's it's you know, the coaches who were asked, you know, uh, Shermer, you know, included, you know, just saying like you know anybody is you know potential. <laughs> so I mean, yes, it can <laughs> happen, but is it going to happen? No. Yeah. No. no. It's it's just it's just not. So you know, I, I yeah, it's been just kind of yeah. amusing for well, me. Well, you know, it's, and there's t- there's really a couple layers to that. Is is it's the compensation that you'd have to ship to the Giants to get them and then it's what you'd have to pay him and that's where it's tricky uh, and that's and, and, I, I'm super curious what his contract ends up being I don't know that you can make him the highest paid player in the league um, I think that's going to be tough to do uh, you could probably no chance you no could probably he could probably be the highest paid wide receiver for a period of time and where, where, yeah. where, the, oh, yeah. where the Giants are going to have some flexibility maybe not right on the front end here it really depends on how long Eli plays and I'm still surprised at the JPP trade that was just it was, seemed to be out of nowhere. But Bradley uh, Chubb, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we'll see. Pick, man. But I do, I do like this line from um, you know Mara, and he said, "Do I want him to be traded? Absolutely not. I want him to be a giant. I can't promise that's going to happen. We're not looking to get rid of him. Okay, I'd like him to be a giant. But if you're asking me for a 100 percent guarantee, nobody has that. So." You know, you can leave a little crack there for teams to maybe try to sweeten the pot so good that they can't say no. But I, I just, you know, I, I would think it unless it's a complete contractual stalemate or, you know, maybe Beckham takes a page out of what Kirk Cousins did and says, you want to keep me, you're going to franchise me for a couple of years in a row. And he he's good enough that they would, I would think, would would be essentially have to do it. A little I mean, pre-draft gamesmanship Yeah, I mean, well. you know, it's a, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. So uh, I don't know. I, I would just I would be so shocked if they moved them. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I'm just going to say it's improbable. But is anywho, it impossible? Yeah. Or as Emmett Smith would say, the impossible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <coughs> and by the way, I think one of my favorite headlines of the week when I saw the uh, I think NFL memes. I don't know who broke the story, but NFL memes had a thing with JPP getting traded to the Bucks. It was like keep them away from the cannons. And I was just dying, dude. I thought I was, I was just dying. I, that was like one of the best headlines for a random trade I've, I've seen that in forever. Loved it, uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. But um, anywho, well let's uh, let's shift gears and, and talk about some basketball. And Mark, when we when you got a ripcord out, remind me I have a story for you about a bug. Okay, <laughs> I got a story for All you, right. and hopefully I don't forget. So one of y'all has to has to help uh, help me out and remind right. me about it. Hey Jay. Yeah. Yes. Let's start Sweet Sixteen so that we can get Syracuse, Duke in, and Kentucky in, so that if Randy needs to roll, yeah, he can. yeah, yeah. You bet. You bet. You bet. Um, we'll go there. I know it. It, it would have been nice to catch up for uh, Duke Syracuse. Obviously, that was you know anniversary day. So uh, uh, sorry guys, we weren't going to hang out with with anybody. But Duke and Syracuse. You know, it's funny thinking back to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, the things that I remember the most from that, um, in particular with the Duke-Syracuse game, it just felt like it was it was Lob City, dude. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it really did. I mean, it, that was almost like, 
you know, like rant, like you would be doing that to somebody you're picking on in a video game. You know what I'm saying? Florida would, Gulf Coast yeah. is proud, baby. Hashtag Dunk City. I mean, it, that was kind of an oddball game to watch. And, you know, we talked about a, a couple of things leading up to that. But I, I think you could see the, the, number one, how well Coach K and Beheim know each other and know each other's teams and the things that they would do. Um, whether it was fouling somewhat like Duke fouling the guy late, <laughs> you know, instead of him taking a three. <laughs> Uh, obviously how they exploited the zone on both ends of the court. Um, I think you could see like the chess match, the coaching deal, teams that were familiar with each other. It's a game that I enjoyed primarily because Duke won it. Uh, but all of the, just all the dunks, dude, and all the lobs, man, that was just a hoot. Um, that was a coaching clinic. That, I mean, for young coaches out there, yeah. that, that was a clinic on how to break down the zone and two guys that know each other so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literal, literally a wrinkle here or there that was going to decide the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's it. Uh, those two guys know each other inside and out. They're good friends. And, you know, what what a joy to watch that game. Not for you guys, obviously, because y'all were sweating it out. But <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> for bit. me, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I, yeah. I really enjoyed the back and forth on, on uh, both sides. Yeah. Randy, how did you uh... – how, how did you get through that game? How, how are you? What's your takeaway from that bad boy? I think one of the most frustrating things for me with, for that game is just the the periods that with Syracuse would just all of a sudden go cold shooting the ball, mm-hmm. especially like the end of the first half when it was what like five six minutes they went without a bucket. It was end great. The first half. <laughs> yeah, <was> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, on top of it. When you look at a team like Syracuse, they're they're a bunch of big men and they're trying to shoot threes. I'm like, are you you are you are not a team full of Kevin Durant's here? <laughs> drive to the drive to the damn hole. Go you know, get a guy, post him up, get him the ball underneath. So they weren't least... shooting threes; they were throwing lobs up, dude. Get it right. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just like, <laughs> what the hell? You're a team of big men. Act like it. Yeah. And I was, and I told that to Mark before the game even happened. It's, yeah. it's just one of the most frustrating things to see. I mean, I understand that based on their size, that works. The zone works that much better. So I get it from that standpoint. But you can't, like I said, it's not like there's a bunch of Kevin Durant's on that team. Well, you, know, you can't and- be like six nine, six ten, and be able to just stroke threes all day long. Well, one of the things that's that was clear, and I mean, you know, Cuse is a big team, man. You know, you hear them talk about length and length and all this stuff, and it sounds kind of dirty, but we're, we'll talk about length for a minute too. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, Duke has plenty of size as well. You know what I mean? So one of the things that was a, a distinct advantage for Syracuse as they knuckled their way through the the early part of the tournament, you know, it, the team has size, they have length, and it works great with that zone, but. You know, again, it's just two teams that, you know, coaches know each other. They obviously have coached together. They've worked together. So they, they kind of know they know what each other likes to do. I'm sure they've learned a ton from each other along the way. And they're both, I mean, they've been, they've been coaching forever. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that's one of those games that, you know, yeah, if, if Q's could shoot a little bit better, maybe that's a different outcome. But Duke has size and length too, man. You know, good old, good old D, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, but Duke's also halfway decent good at shooting the ball, too. It's not like it's just strictly size and yeah, defense. They actually can they can go on big runs where Syracuse is going, how do you shoot a ball again? 
Wait a second. I, I wish they could have... supposed to go in the hole? I, I, oh! I, I, I wish they could have shot a little bit better against Kansas. I'm looking at you, Grayson Allen. <laughs> but... <laughs> but so, uh, is, so is Marvin Bagley. Yeah. By the way, um, Mark, did you have any particular... I mean, did you enjoy the Duke-Syracuse game, or were you like, eh? No, I really, I really did. It was, it was largely what I expected. I, I um, the line was uh, Duke, Duke minus eleven, and I told Randy from the get go. I felt like that was too generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't bet against Duke, even though I mean there are times when I will bet on an underdog against one of my teams because yeah. obviously I'd bet I could bet that line for, for Cuse, still expecting and rooting for Duke to win, but Cuse to cover that point spread. But I really didn't want any part of it because I. I yeah, the, the problem with, with Syracuse, uh, as Randy's kind of stating, is that they, they certainly can go cold when they kind of get away from what they often should be, which is, yes, feeding it down low and letting their big men uh, handle the business down there. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, you know, you, you, you've said a lot of right, right things that definitely, you know, proof that uh, how well the coaches know each other. Uh, and, you know, I've got the utmost respect for Bayheim. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, a well-fought game that, that you know, Cuse, uh, every time Duke tried to stretch it out and tried to pull away, uh, Cuse would battle back into it. So, I, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest game. No. Um, well, it wasn't, but it wasn't one of the worst games either. It was definitely com- com- compelling. Compelling is a good uh, word. Compelling is a good word. It was, it, it, Cuse had a chance all the way to the end. So Yeah. Certainly not as ugly as the that K-State-Kentucky foul fest, but. No, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, I thought for a moment West Virginia stood a good shot at getting Villanova, and then Villanova just gassed him out of there. Oh my god! Late in that one, um, and then, a matter of two minutes, man. I know, dude. It, it, it had like a total two minute like air raid drill in them. I mean, it just it felt like it got away from West Virginia like in an absolute hurry. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, good good job to Villanova, obviously, and then. It's Kansas. almost as if Villanova threw some gas on the couch and just lit it on fire, man. Yeah, we'll go ahead and start the fire on your couches for you, West Virginia. Why not? Um, <laughs> NBA you, jam that stuff, yeah. man. He's on fire. He's on fire. Um, and then, you know, Kansas, Clemson. Uh, you know, it, it felt like Kansas was just going to run them out of the gym, and then Clemson clawed their way back in. But in my notes, the only thing I wrote was, don't call it a comeback. Okay, we won't. Kansas wins. <laughs> But I remember, like, yeah. I remember throwing in the chat. I'm like, oh my god, Clemson's like closed this game, and I, I think Shane, I think you had turned the game off or done something else, and we're like, what? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I thought that game was over, and you're like, I was like, oh shoot, let yeah. me get that back. I'd started playing a game or something. Yeah, no, no, they closed the gap, man. They closed the gap pretty good. Uh, so that part was fun, but you know, Duke Syracuse. Uh, I'm just glad. I'm glad for the W. I, I don't have any hate for Syracuse. There have been times. Uh, for whatever reason, I have a, a little soft spot for the orange, and I don't really know why. Uh, and that predates yeah, knowing Randy, so it's not it's not about old giggity. I can't really explain it, but they're one of the teams I have, a, I, for whatever reason, I have a, a slight affinity for. So I, I like it when they do well. Uh, but perhaps it's because some of the stuff is so ugly and unusual. Uh, maybe that's what it is with, with that zone. But uh, anywho, speaking of ugly and unusual, how about the Florida State offense? No, I'm just kidding. That's pretty <laughs> ugly. Uh, a couple, a couple of little things that stood out to me. Number one, uh, Texas A&M. I'm horrifically disappointed in your showing against, against Michigan after you after you beat up UNC. I really thought uh, you know Texas A&M and Michigan was going to be a much better game than it was. Although to be fair, you know when a team is raining down like Michigan was, I mean, what are you going to do? 
you know, I mean, that's a tough one. But I really did think that was going to be a better game. Uh, Florida State kind of manhandled Gonzaga. It's still amazing to me how ugly Florida State's offense was. But uh, kudos to them for wiping up on that one. But probably the, the two games that I think were, you know, super compelling and super dramatic, Loyola, Nevada, obviously. That was and, awesome. And, dude, the Loyola-Chicago game and Nevada game, that was a really, really good, fun yes. basketball game. And kudos to the Martin brothers, by the way. Those yeah. guys balled, man. They balled, they balled seriously tough, dude. But Loyola, Nevada, and Kansas State, Kentucky, one was crazy, ugly, compelling. One was just, I mean, I, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat for a whole bunch of the, of the Loyola, Nevada game. That one was so good. Super enjoyed that. But, you know, keep in mind a couple of things with the Ramblers. Um, obviously, we have Sister Jean and all that kind of fun stuff. The Ram, Dude, they opened the second half on a 13-for-13 run. Can you, I mean, making 13-to-13 shots, buddy. It's amazing. I mean, it, just absolutely <laughs> amazing. That's a tough thing to beat. That's a tough thing to beat. But I, and this is a mixed bag. When you get late in that game, Nevada's down sixty-six to sixty-five, and they elect not to foul. Now, granted, I think they would have had to, if I remember correctly, they would have needed to foul Loyola like three times, right? To really, oh, because they only had like what four yeah. fouls or five fouls yeah. or three yeah. fouls. They, they they weren't in like yeah. I mean, it, they would have had to foul them a couple of times, but there was enough time on the clock. That right. if they needed to do that, they could have done that. But they didn't. They, they let it play out. And sometimes that's refreshing to let it play out. I'm not talking about you, Florida State. That was not no. refreshing. <laughs> that was the wrong kind of letting play out. Okay. But in this one, they let it, Nevada lets it play out, man. 66-65 lets it play out. And Loyola just pops off a, another just completely ridiculously clutch shot. Uh, Towns totally just nailed a three with under 10 seconds to go. Made it 69-65, and that really kind of, you know, set, set them up to, to polish that game off. But as, as a coach, I would have played it the same way. I mean, if the dude hits that type of a shot, you just tip mm -hmm. your cap. I mean, that's – there's nothing – the guy played the fake, and he, he did what he had to do, yeah. and the shooter just made a great play. And that, that's really all you can do. You tip your cap. Hey, you well, had I, to hit that shot in that situation because, yeah. I, I mean, that that's a pressure shot. Oh, huge and pressure. And it's a tough shot because you fake and you're moving and you're trying to get set all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he made it look easy, but it's not easy to no. make. No, and I, I, I forget what – I don't didn't write a note down on it, but I don't think he – I don't think Townsend shot particularly well from deep. He, no. he, I, I'm pretty sure he, hit, he, hit, he was on – like that broke a kind of an ugly streak for him. But, you know, it's the classic. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they play it differently. But I appreciate the fact that if, they were just I, running and gunning and going for it, dude. You, you know, know if, I appreciate that. If there's that. a guy that shoots 50% from the foul line that has the ball, well, I mean, even then it doesn't even matter because you yeah. got to foul three times. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it, no, they, they would have had to foul him a ton. Yeah. And I maybe mean, that factored then, into just, it. Maybe that factored into it. But, I mean, has any team had, in this tournament, has any team had better late-game heroics than Loyola? No. I mean, it's just, it, it's, uh, no. it's this insane. Is, 
This is, and, and it's funny we're recording today mm-hmm. uh, because this is the seven-year anniversary of the VCU beating Kansas mm-hmm. game in which they got to the Final Four. Didn't they make the, what, was it the Morris Brothers? Yes. Didn't the they Morris make them cry? <laughs> the Morris yes. Twins. <laughs> when, when they came out on the, the court before the game and said, great run, it ends now. And then womp, womp. two hours later, they're crying on the bench. It was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see that that's where you do guys that's why i brought that up thanks to help you out i appreciate that <laughs> appreciate that um but you know they they have this will be remembered like 2011 will be the vcu tournament this yeah. will be the loyola chicago tournament you may not remember the champion but you'll remember the team that made the great run if you, oh if you yeah, what I'm saying no. People remember so Loyola. Then, you know, isn't it, it, isn't it amazing that it's almost it like UMBC beating UVA seems so forever ago now? Oh my gosh, and that's like <laughs> that's great. Like it's one. They are the one in one thirty-five and one. Yeah, and yet they are completely overshadowed at this point because of Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago. It really is an incredible thing. It's crazy. It's absolutely, incredible. I, I love it. I, I do, and I can't wait for Saturday night. Um, oh yeah, no, we got we got some good games to get to for sure. Uh, by the way, before I forget, uh, before I forget, uh, I meant to say this as far as the Michigan, they shot like sixty two percent overall, dude. And I mean, their walk ons were coming off the bench to hit three. I, I mean, what are you what what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, man? And see, that's the thing. Loyola's Loyola's not only been clutch; they've had they they've had moments where I mean, it just they're just raining shots down. And yeah. you know, for a team like that, and we can talk about you know uh, Clayton Custer, and, and I'll get his name right now, and not call him Cluster. But <laughs> I mean, hey, what, what do you want? I blame the I, 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 I alcohol last week, but still, it's not as bad as the people that were like going up to Richardson and and. You know, asking somebody to take. Oh, did you hear that interview? Matter of fact, I'll pull it. And I'll play it for you because it, it's yeah, it's yeah, freaking it's funny. Good. It's one of my favorite ones, man. Clayton Custer and Ben Richardson talking about you know people coming up to him and and not reckon you know wanting pitches and this stuff. I, I love this one. This one of my favorite post game interviews. I mean, for me and Ben and for everybody, like we're, we're a bunch of guys that everybody laughed at us when we thought we were going to play Division One basketball. Nobody thought that we could do any of this. Story in the hotel yesterday. A girl came up and said, hey, can I get a picture with you guys? She goes, here, here, mister, can you take the picture? She handed the phone to him. And she, go, and she goes, are you on the team? And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> hey, are you on the team? Who are you? <laughs> Sorry, oh, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> like, we're already in football season. Come on, man. <laughs> oh. It's just ridiculous, man. But it, it, it's hard not to be enamored. You know, on some level in sports, one of the greatest sports things is is the underdog, the team that nobody expects to do it, getting it done. It's, you know, it's and, March Madness, dude. That's why I love yeah, this time and of year. And sometimes it's one game. Sometimes it's one. That's the UMBC thing. That's a, that's a Absolutely. one game deal. Although they were scrapping their next one, but that was a one game deal. But Loyola has continued to run through the tournament and just. You know, whether you're a hardcore fan, a casual fan, just somebody that does brackets, whatever. You know, just the Ramblers are that. That's the kind of story that just draws people in, and for them to to make the Final Four, it's a great run. I mean, if it end, I mean, look, let's be fair. They're playing with house money. 
They Absolutely. are. They're, they're playing with house money. So I, 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 I don't know how much pressure they feel. I, I think that, none, none. you know. The pressure is not on them. The pressure is on Michigan at this point in time. Yeah. Well, that's what you'd like to think. That's what you'd like to think. Um, but, I, you know, the coach is a good story. Sister Jean's a good story. The players are a good story. And, you know, you'll see people talking about Loyola as kind of how college basketball used to be played. You know, they have an offense. They have cutters all over the place. They do this. Mm. They do that. They protect shots with the rim. You know what I mean? They do a lot of different things. They're, they're a team. I think it was uh, Wilbon said they're, they're like Chicago savvy. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. And I thought that was a good. I thought that was a good line. You know that that, that it, it it's is. A, it's and a it, sm- it, Chicago is a great basketball town. Mm-hmm. It is a tremendous basketball town, and I'm glad to see a a, a team from that city getting far in the tournament. I mean, could you imagine living in that city? Like you just had the Cubs a couple years ago, and now you got this run. I mean, the fans got to be like, shoot, let's go out and support these guys. You know, let's yeah. have some fun. Heck yep. yeah, man! Why not? Side note, we always love a good Chick-fil-A story. <laughs> Sister Jean, man, thank you, Sister For anybody that was in the area, if you went to the Chick-fil-A that was located in Loyola's downtown campus and uttered the word Sister Jean, you got a free chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they, they, I, don't nice. know, I don't know how many chicken yeah, sandwiches buddy. they needed to have. I have no idea, but I bet they burned through an absolutely incredible amount of meat. <laughs> By the way, Richmond Chick-fil-A's on Thursday giving away free... Some sort of free breakfast on Thursday. Nice. Nice. Go get you some free food, guys. Go get you some free food, man. Chick-fil-A, dude. Oh, Sister Jean, man. Sister Jean. By the way. Yeah. I'm taking Loyola plus five and a half against Michigan simply because when Sister Jean was asked what she gave up for Lent, she said losing. Losing? One of the is absolute that not the greatest line dude, of all time. It's one of the best. It's one of oh, the best lines contextually for the tournament, but it's one of the best lines you're ever gonna hear, dude. And from a sports context, for the moment, for what it means, for what they've done, it is an all. It's an absolute all timer, dude. Absolutely, absolute all timer, man. <laughs> I'm such a fan, dude. It's a fun story i mean you got charles barkley saying he wants to take her out for a walk <laughs> you know what i mean chat with her that's goofy but funny did um, you hear him he's like i'm 80 20 going to hell so i need that 20 to go up so that's why i'm back <laughs> yeah Dude, just hilarious man just hilarious bro oh so so much fun so much fun man oh and uh, somebody did dig up a picture of her from um, when they won the whole thing in 1963. I mean, she was there, dude. She was there. She was 43. Do you imagine if she bookends that? Oh, what a deal! To 2018. Oh my 98. god. Yeah, that's that's, that's a man. <laughs> Goodness it- gracious. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's a hoot that they they dug up that picture of her. Is she she didn't she play ball there? Not she sure. There, right? She may have. I I didn't. I haven't seen anything in particular in, on that front. But I think Amber was telling me that she she actually played basketball and she actually helps out with some of the scouting. Well, she does. She helps with the scouting report. She gave uh, Moser. She she gave a scouting report of, of the team when he got hired as a head coach. She gave him a scouting report on the team. 
<laughs> you know, she does that. It's not it's not a joke. She actually writes she does those things. Oh, which is pretty fantastic. Matter of fact, the sister Jean Mojo has been so strong. The Atlanta Falcons are trying to recruit. Did you see this? They're trying to recruit Sister Jean. They said, hey, at Ramblers Men's Basketball, how about you let Sister Jean stay in Atlanta for a football season, huh? Cool? <laughs> <laughs> Sister Jean's like, I'm trying to help the Bears, man. Yeah. Uh, look, man. I got the Cubs a couple of years ago. I'm trying to get the Bears now. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, <laughs> did you guys see um, Jalen Rose's grandmother? coming out she's a hundred by the way wow mary bell hicks she's a hundred and so um <laughs> there's this little short short uh i don't know if it was instagram or what and uh get up had the video and so she was talking about the ramblers and obviously sister jean but this is jalen rose's 100 year old grandmother man we have we have uh, what centarian is that what a hundred year old is right yeah, we have yeah, like yeah. some serious senior smack talk here you go Jean, it's been a good ride but it's over saturday go blue 100 i like how she has to say 100 at the end i think that's great <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jalen Rose. But so is this like the the Super Bowl with the two old people, or yeah. the, no the the NFC Championship game where you had the yeah the super old fans that were there? Yeah, yeah, the Viking mm-hmm. and the Eagles fan that were kind of feels really it kind of feels like it kind of feels like it for sure. Oh, by the way, uh, for everybody that likes to redo on your brackets, Charles Barkley got a do over for his bracket picks. Do you know what he did? He took Texas A&M over Michigan, Nevada over Loyola, Kentucky over Kansas State, and Florida State over Gonzaga. So he went one for four. So, <laughs> so I mean, the, re- the redo didn't help, man. If he did, if you look at it from the opposite end, he went three for four. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Oh my god. Oh my god! Such a hoot. Uh, I I did laugh by the way uh, for the for the for the K State for the K State Kentucky game. How many Loyola fans were pulling for K State to win that one? So Loyola didn't have to face Kentucky. That was like a thing, dude. That was a legit I, thing. I I I believe it. <laughs> um, I believe it. Just out of curiosity, do you know the number of fouls that game ended up finishing with? Uh, 51. 51. I, I, it felt like it was 60 plus, but you know, 50 I, plus fouls I, in a game is, is a, is an outrageous number. Yeah. Three Kansas state players fouled out. Uh, it was 51 total. I think it was like 30 for Kansas state and 21 for Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> and PJ Washington just missed another free throw. It felt like it's at one point K state had all guards on the floor. They did. They literally did. I'm not joking. They literally had all guards on the floor. That's incredible, man. Uh, well, and that's that, that's how they got that last layup because the guys guarding the one guard couldn't keep okay. up with them. Okay, Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Yes, sir. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> how that was Cal- do you fuck that up? <laughs> That, that was Calipari in the uh, uh, the <laughs> locker room after the game. Oh, you know, I mean, look, I, I mean, Duke's out, so we took it in the chin too. Syracuse is out. Randy took it in the chin. Kentucky's out. You took it in the chin. You know, but I mean, how in the hell? How in the hell did that happen? 
Um, I mean, at the end of the day, what do you walk away from that game going? I, I know it was ugly, but State hit nine three pointers. That that was that a PJ Washington was eight for twenty from the free throw oh line. My God, that is they, awful. They, they hit nine three pointers. We only hit three, and PJ Washington missed twelve free throws. Oh. If he go if he goes twelve for twenty, we win the game, and that's sixty percent. Which is still atrocious. Which is atrocious, but that's his average for the year. Oh. You, know we you know I had to give you into the road. Although uh, it's fitting for it's year, fitting bro. for all of us. Done thing. It's f- you can do it for Duke as well. <laughs> I know it, it's fitting for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> this is what I don't get is how the officiating for that particular game was so different than the, all the other games played. It seemed like they were just the ticky tack stuff. I'm, 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 I just hate that. I've always hated that when it comes it, to basketball. It, it got on my nerve. Like I thought, and it was both ways. Now, don't get me wrong, because I, there were several times I'm sitting there like, why are they calling that? Like, there were several fouls on Kansas State. I'm sitting there like, can we just let the guys play and decide it on the court and not let the the zebras uh, call this? I mean. There, sure. there has to be contact. I'm sorry. Basketball is a contact sport. Sure. It's going to happen. Are you telling me they should have let it go? <laughs> let them play? Yes, yes. A hundred thousand times yes. They should have let it go. <laughs> I'm just saying. that I, I thought you were totally going to run with that. I can't believe that you didn't. I'm Look, almost, bro, I'm almost, the, dis- the, I'm almost the, disappointed that you didn't, man. The, the officials could not break free of the whistle. So I'm telling you. <laughs> It's, you know. Look, they may not have been able to break free from the whistle. Where the hell is that? How do we not have that cute? I know I have. Oh, there it is. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like, heard it in free games. Yeah, so. I was like, I know I have that damn thing somewhere. <laughs> but I actually pulled a special one for you. This is a special Uh-oh. dedication. All right. Because I'm afraid that Kentucky may have drank some of that poison. K-State is poison, buddy. Well played. <laughs> K-State is poison. I'm telling you, dude. Man, they were. The cow was right, man. Like, they needed some more precautions, bro. Anyway, I thought you'd like hey, that pull, man. That that was uh, well played, sir. <laughs> I don't know that we've ever dropped Bell Biv DeVoe on the podcast. That's the first I can remember. I, I, yeah, I don't know if we've ever pulled that or not, but probably that, not. That's well played. Yeah, uh, there you cheers. go. But that one's for you. Thank you. That one's for you. But they did. They drank that poison, right? And Cal okay. was right. I mean. Everybody was like, oh, Kentucky's got the clear path. And Cal's like, oh, crap. But they did. They did. I mean, and this year will be remembered for that on yeah, some level. I, mean, I, I don't. I think it's too harsh to say it was a failure for them because it's, it's a young team. And I think when you have the one-and-done teams, sometimes, you know, it, takes, it can take a while for them to gel. Then maybe they get hot. And, you know, that, that was an unusual game. Uh, I they think, were, yeah, they were hot at the right time. Yeah. The physicality, I think, threw them off a little bit. Although, good lord, there were thirty-one fouls called against the other team. Yeah. Um, Kentucky missed fourteen free throws. That's PJ Washington had twelve of those. It's awful. 
uh, you know, it, that's that's just like, you know, he had 18 and 15, which is which is a great game. Don't get me wrong. But if you're missing 12 free throws and you could have had like, I don't know, 25 and 15 yeah. with a W, like that would have helped your stock a lot. We bet. We bet. But he's actually probably one of the ones that will be back next year. Um, I, I can see maybe one, maybe two guys going pro, maybe three. But th- this may be one of those years, kind of like the the Harrison twins coming back and Terrence mm-hmm. Jones coming back and all. Like I can see Gilgis Alexander going pro and no one else. Kevin Knox, his dad was a pro athlete. They have money. He doesn't have to go pro. Right. Um, Gilgis Alexander, he's going to be, I think, the second point guard off the board. So he's got to go. Uh, Diallo, he's got all the measurables, but he had a couple of decent games, but mm-hmm. nothing fantastic. So I think he should come back. Um, you know, they've got a top five recruiting. I mean, they don't have a Duke recruiting class in this. Good, my God. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a top five class coming in, so they'll – They'll be fine. They'll be. Um, they they will be. Uh, and by know. and by the way, fellas, or at least Justin, you and yeah. me got to get together for Kentucky Duke next year, man. That's we like do. kicking off the season. Oh man, that's fantastic. So yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Mark, uh, did you take any satisfaction out of that Kansas State <laughs> Duke game? I mean, excuse me, that K State Kentucky game. Um, very little. I, I didn't watch much of any of it. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I really don't like either, either school, but, but certainly I'm good to root for Kansas State over Kentucky. So, I mean, I was pleased with the result, but I, I paid little to no attention to the game. I think some, I had something going on at the time and, and I just kind of occasionally checked on the score, but I don't think I watched a single minute of the game. So yeah. you, you just missed a bunch of fouls, dude. <laughs> That's it, what it was. What it sounds like. It was, it was a foul fest. That, that there was, was that no was a rough flow. One. It was a foul fest and. I yeah. thought I don't know if I can phrase it the same way, but I think that uh, I want to say it was Scott Van Pelt, and he had Billis on there, and Billis said that was like where free motion basketball went to die a slow death or something. He, he Basically, said yeah. something like that, and it was just like, whoa, that's rough, dude. That that was a tough one. That was a tough one, Mark. I know we're getting a little late, and so we're we're pushing on some ends. Same thing with Randy, but I would be remiss if we didn't have a, a moment to talk about. Kansas and Duke and you know again I, I don't hate Kansas so this, it's, it's not a matter of that but that was certainly an interesting game a compelling game an entertaining game uh, obviously my I'm biased I would have obviously loved to have seen uh, Duke win that one uh, but they had lots of opportunities to either pad their lead um, or to seal that up and they, and they couldn't do it so you have to give Kansas credit for being able to hit some big shots and key moments and sticking, sticking, just sticking in it, you know, late. I still think that shot from Grace Nowlin is bouncing on the rim. Just boop, boop. Ugh. Um, but what do you walk away from? What do you take away from that game? I guess there's, there's really two, two sides of that coin. One, the Duke side and, and certainly, um, maybe, uh, what does that mean for Candace and how does that set them up? in the final four, but, uh, just, just kind of curious as far as your reaction to the game. Um, I mean, I, I walk away from the game, uh, I mean, hurt. I mean, I, I'm not obviously not never going to be happy with the loss, but I mean, 
Um, I don't think that anybody from either side can say that's you know nobody was dominant. I mean, either either team absolutely could have could have won that game. Yep. Obviously, from you know for multiple multiple reasons. I mean, um, I think that you know people can always question anything, and, and certainly a question. You know, Grayson's shot at the end of regulation. You know, why wasn't there more passing involved? But at the same time, you know, for me, you you get into trying to move the ball around there. I mean, you, you just you can't risk a turnover. You just, you just can't. So I mean, I, I understand that Grayson hadn't had a, a good game. He hadn't, he hadn't really shot the ball a whole lot. And and when he had, he has, he wasn't you know, hitting it. But you know, you trust your senior. I I I totally agree with Coach K. Not calling a timeout. You know, let 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 him run it. Let, let your senior have the ball and see what happens. And it was a tough shot. It was a contested shot. But, I mean, as we're saying, you know, it had <laughs> – I don't even know how many opportunities to, to, to fall. I will say in, in irony, though, I will preface that my, my fandom will always, always, always take place over anything gambling-wise. But an irony is that um, – I uh, I had loved uh, a second half over bets on that game, which was was well on pace for most of the half. But honestly, it had come to a head and was it was a little slow at the end, <laughs> slow enough that uh, had the game ended in regulation, wouldn't have hit. Now I'm I'm want that ball to drop. I will take it. Was, it was a large bet for me. Oh, the degenerate care. goes. Oh my God! Thank you, overtime. <laughs> painful irony but genuinely i mean fans that don't know me maybe maybe won't believe me but i want that ball to drop i will take a duke win over a bet loss every freaking day of the week um a perfect scenario of course would have been you know ball ball doesn't drop but duke still wins in overtime but i want i wanted that shot to drop um that that looks you know off, off his hands it looked i knew it was gonna be close and i mean yeah he just rolled and rolled and oh god it just looked like it was wanted to drop i thought that ball was in dude yeah i, I mean i i would much rather have had grayson you know dribble it around the whole time and, and take that shot than you know any kind of risky pass that, that, that turns the ball over you just you just cannot you have to take the last shot there so um I, i'm i'm really not even mad at the, the possession um Kansas is a quality squad. Um, I think that's uh, – we talked about it. I, I, it's hard not to think that Duke shouldn't have been able to handle their business down low more, mm-hmm. especially late after they got uh, – uh, I just call them Asimwa. Uh, why not? As a bookie. It's not – I love the nightlife as a boogie. When they got as a bookie to foul out, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't and, – and even if Bagley didn't shoot the ball – Get just, the ball, at least get him a touch. Yeah, but don't you like, think some of that, man, Kansas was so good at double teaming and moving people around. I mean, they, 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 they were. They Correct. were so good at, at just getting in the way and just, I, I don't know, man. That's a team, you know what I mean? We talk about the one and dones, and we give Loyola's offense credit, right? Well, don't we have to give Kansas's defense and Bill Self credit for having Absolutely. that team coached up and like they, a champ? They played that as well as you can play it against Duke. Um the thing and, and, is, it's like I would have just – and I'm sorry to cut you off, Mark, oh, but I, I would have just said, you know, even if you bring Bagley – because Bagley can hit threes. Yeah. Even if you brought him out as just a fake to shoot a three, maybe even a dribble or two. But I, I think a lot of people – he didn't touch the ball the last five possessions in regulation. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, Grayson – he did the right thing a couple of times there, got the fouls, hit the free throws. He did. And that last shot was just, 
well, how I mean, that didn't fall, I if, don't know. If that drops, it's legendary yeah, for him. It, it's mute. It's legendary, and, it's, yeah. and, and all his Bagley talk is mute. Mute. Um, mute, 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 whatever. No. <laughs> um, mute is what we do to Whitfield when he won't shut up. We mute him. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And by the way, Justin. Mute. Whitfield's the mute. <laughs> About a hundred times tonight, we've all said ball and we haven't played Al Rupper yet, so just tell me just, how my ass tastes. We have had a lot of ball Look drops. Back. You said balls. Dude, lots of ball drops. Lots of balls. Fortunately for you guys, that ball didn't drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seriously. Dude, that Kansas Duke game. One more thing inside of me. So said the net. <laughs> no, that the, the Kansas Duke game was one of the better games of the season. No, I mean, uh, and, that, that, yeah. and that's uh, yeah, that's 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 truth right there. That was a really well played game. Uh, a lot of strategy involved there. I, I thought Kansas just said anybody but Bagley will beat us. Yeah, they, you know, well, they committed pretty hard a, a, against him. And it, it's a shame that Grace Nallon had such a rough shooting night. I mean, I, I know he kind of got the garbagey three, you know, at the end of OT, but, I mean, it, it, pfft, it didn't matter. It, yeah. That one didn't matter. but uh, And he had lots of looks. I rewatched the end of that game, and I just, you know, the, the – it, I was so into it when we were watching it, and of course Sarah came down and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I'm like, "Whatever, UVA fan, you're not that sorry." Um, <laughs> uh, she may have been though, but of course um, this was after the anniversary. This was after the anniversary, but you know, I mean, I look back and I'm just like, think of all the missed opportunities that Duke had. And, you know, there was a little bit of slop at that game. Both teams had. You know, some bad shots or some weird turnovers. I mean, Kansas stepped. It felt like Kansas stepped on the line a couple of times. Duke did the same thing. They both threw the ball away. They both took some bad shots. But there's a couple things that really stood out to me. Uh, still in regulation, Allen dished off to Wendell Carter, and he went to the hoop and he missed a shot. I mean, he goes right up to the rim. Uh, yeah, the defender was there, but I mean, he just he just totally misses it. Yeah. Right around four minutes to go. So that would have obviously helped pad Duke's lead. I'm not saying it changes the final outcome of the game, but, I mean, he's essentially at the damn rim, and he can't finish the shot. That one sucked. Um, Duke's leading about 72-69 to 69 with around 40 seconds to go, and then Carter missed another shot pretty close to the basket. It didn't even hit the freaking rim, dude. Um, Kansas gets That was the one he's... That was I don't a, know. I don't know if the Kansas player got a hand on the ball or not, but it, like that's one. Like if you're a projected first round pick, you yeah. got to finish that. I mean, you, ju- you, you just have to finish that. It was there. It was there, and he was close. I mean, he was. It was, and of course, not only does he miss the shot, he doesn't hit the rim. He misses the shot, doesn't hit the rim, and Kansas gets the rebound. Yep. And then, lo and behold, what do they do? They hit the freaking three to tie it up. And I, I can't remember that dude's name. But um, I don't know. He had missed like three threes in a he, row. He had missed a that. bunch of shots, and I'm like, of course he hits that one. Thanks. Of course. Yes. <laughs> of course. And again, I know I'm biased. I know I'm biased. Uh, I still can't believe once they get the overtime, I'm still at a loss for that call against Carter. Instead of that being a charge, and it was a damn block. 
that was a head scratcher. I mean, I, I and some people may argue with that. They may say, "Well, you know, his leg was still moving." Okay, fine. You're watching it in slow mo replay. You're being nitpicky, but uh, I mean, it just. I was like, in the moment when I saw them call that way, I felt like Bagley did. He's sitting there jumping in the air. Carter's like slapping the floor because he fouls out on that one. Um, I just, it, in my head, I'm like, I can't believe that call went that way. For all the people to say Duke get, gets all the calls, you can piss off because there you go. They sure as hell didn't get that call. <laughs> they sure as hell didn't get that. And maybe that's being nitpicky. And again, I'm biased. I'm a Duke fan. I'm biased. I'm a Duke fan. By the way, Lindy, I want to thank you for going ahead and putting up all the anti-Duke stuff that you did. <laughs> I appreciate that. Grayson Allen. That's, you know, Grayson Allen in an alternate universe is Tom Brady, so piss off. <laughs> he is all hated. We're going we're gonna to send you Matt's Grayson Allen body pillow. You need it. <laughs> Sweep the leg, bitch. Sweep the leg. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was close all the way. I mean, that was a super competitive game. I, again, a lot of people called it a classic. But I, as the the Duke fan in me, the objective fan says, man, what a finish. That was crazy. The Duke fan in me goes, I can't believe they couldn't close that out. I can't believe they couldn't finish some of these plays because it was there. Their opportunity to win this. Yeah, Grayson Allen missed that shot. But they had other things. They had several things that didn't break their way. It whether strange. it's a bad shot, whether it's the it, again, yeah. I still think that I really have an issue with the the non charge, you know, with Carter. I hated that one. In the moment, I particularly hated that. Um, you know, you had another tough break when uh, was it Desusa, the South? I think it's Desusa and, and Delorier. Hopefully, I pronounce their names right. They're scrapping and diving for a loose ball, and it originally gets ruled Duke. And then it felt like the refs took half an hour to review this damn thing. Oh, my God. It, it, it was so drawn out, dude. I was like, are you kidding dude, me? Kidding me? Bill Raftery had the oh, line lot of, of the, the game. It, if they don't make lot a call, going to miss last call. Yeah. I mean, that was even on <laughs> – look, that – even on DVR, because I was a few minutes behind, even on DVR, that took forever. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But anyway, they overturned it, and perhaps it was the right call. I thought it was close enough that they would stick with what they originally decided. That's, again, Duke fan bias, so it's fine. Uh, but they overturned it, and the ball goes to Kansas. Duvall missed a three with, I don't know, 30-ish seconds left. Allen missed a couple of three-pointers. Then you just had fouls, and, you know, I mean, it just kind of got away from him at the end. Uh, kudos to Newman, by the way, Malik Newman, for banging through all 13 of Kansas's points in overtime. God bless. Can you could you defend that guy? Seriously? You know, I I don't know, man. You know, both teams had some slop late, stepping out of bounds, throwing the ball away. Hey, both of them did it. Uh both of them did it, but I I just, you know, uh, when I look when I went back and watched in that game, I'm just like they had so many opportunities to either pad the lead, stretch the lead or close it out. They they had the last shot didn't go in. They had opportunities in OT. Yeah, there's some. Again, I hated that one particular call, but they had opportunities, man. And at, while I think it's fair criticism that Bagley didn't get enough touches and shots in the game, you know, Grayson Allen didn't have a particularly good game, and you know, neither Grayson or Bagley did enough to seal the game. Kudos to Kansas. I, I don't you know no, no ill will towards them or anything like that. Um, I would have liked to have seen that play out differently, but. That's life. That's a fan of me, but um, eh, what are you going to do? Meh. <laughs> Mark, meh. What are you going to do? 
Yeah. I don't know. You got any tie up thoughts on uh, Duke Kansas? I'm just 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 pretty much echoing echoing what, what McGuffin said. It was it was a great game. So I mean, I, I you know do I, did I want a different result? Of course it did, but I uh, I can't really walk away from it other than you know you can pick nitpick, nitpick things here and there, but uh, both teams absolutely had their chances, and Kansas and yeah, yeah. did more, especially in OT to to put it away. Hated the charging call that that was crucial, but you know again I, I still don't think that any Duke fan can you know pinpoint one thing and be like we lost because of that. You know yeah. they, they certainly had their chances and uh, didn't fully fully uh, take advantage of them, but you know did a lot of great great things and uh, very compelling game. So it's not not one that I'm gonna you know so somebody's got to lose. I, I certainly want to see Duke all the way. Uh, now I'm 100% behind Loyola the rest of the way, as I think most people are. But uh, but yeah, great what, great game. What's your packing order? So Loyola won, then what? Well, uh, he, he, honestly, it's it's all that side. <laughs> Loyola won, Michigan two, uh, and then I think if I had to on the other side, uh, Nova three, Kansas four. Okay, probably. Yeah. Right. Um, but, that's okay. It, uh, but de- definitely, whoever, whoever comes out of Loyola, Michigan, is, is is who will will be my rooting horse. Yeah, and, you know. Again, we have the beeline connection with Richmond since we coached at U of R, and I don't have any beef with the dude. I, I think he's done a good job at at uh, Michigan, and and I think that would be nice if he got a you know bag of chip. I wouldn't have any grief with you know any grievance with that. I'd love to see Loyola do it. I'd love to see Loyola do it. Then that then um. Did you see where that guy? I think he actually played on the team. I don't remember his name, but somebody in the stands had like a 1963 Loyola national championship hat on, and it was. I'm pretty sure it was a it was a player from that team. Uh, Again, I don't recall his name, but I I was like I cannot believe somebody is rocking like that (laughs) that gear from. I mean, I don't. I'm sure that's from their bookstore or something, and it's not that old. But it was just a hoot. You know what I mean? That's like somebody wearing like a I don't know. Some random championship hat from the NFL from like the forties. You know what I mean? Like Nin- ninety two Redskins. Yeah, there you go. If I see anybody wearing a Redskins Super Bowl hat, it's like get GTFO, man. <laughs> <laughs> GTFO H. Let me add the H on there. I totally forgot that one, but that's okay. I'm gonna miss Grace now, and I know I know he gets lots of hate, and he deserves some of it. But uh, a compelling character. Uh, I think he might. You know, JJ Redick. Think of the like, Grayson Allen is is in the I hate Duke players like upper echelon. Reddick, Leitner, Allen. I don't know who else you want to throw in the mix, but JJ Reddick definitely. Christian Leitner absolutely. But oh, uh, Leitner, Leitner is leading that. Team. Leitner's number one. I, you know, Red, Reddick's a close second. Yeah, Reddick's up and then there. Allen's third. Would you add anybody? Maybe Woj, Steve Woj, a house. Oh, floor slapper, floor slapper, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mark for for the for the all time most hated Dukey like list. Where do you think Grayson Allen slots? At? I mean, he's on there. Oh, of course. I I, th- <laughs> I think he's he's uh, maybe number two, honestly, behind Leitner. I don't know. I don't know. That maybe, he, maybe not. Maybe not quite. But yeah, he's he's in the, he's in the top five easily, and probably top three. I don't know that anybody can dethrone Leitner. No, in, in, in the grand scheme, man, that, that may be impossible. I laughed at this, by the way, um, and we've joked about this before. Obviously, Twitter had a field day with the end of Grayson Allen, and uh, somebody uh, sent out a tweet, and it said, live shot of Grayson Allen at the conclusion of this game, and it was freaking Ted Cruz. <laughs> and I was wow. like, 
I was like, I know he's there's a, I know there's like a little resemblance. I, and we've laughed about it, but I was like, man, <laughs> come on, dude. Oh. Although this one tweet I thought was great. Um <laughs> it just said Grayson Allen was my favorite crisis actor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh Jesus. And I was like that's so cold, dude. That's so That's cold, bad. man. It's terrible. It's terrible. I know it's terrible. Since, since you opened the political door, I'm not going political, but can I can I mention a joke that uh, yes. was fantastic? Yeah, sure. Um, so I don't know if you, if any of you all are aware of it. I hope you are. I don't know how much you enjoy <laughs> trivia, but you know about this HQ trivia, the huge you know, mobile trivia thing that's kind of taken over? I'm not familiar with it. No idea what I'm talking about. All right. So there's there's a live, live trivia game every day where you can rent real, real money. They have it at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Really charismatic host that does it. Came for stand-up comedy. He's he's just fantastic. They occasionally have a guest host, and she sucks. But he's awesome. His name is Scott Rogowski. Anyway, he occasionally sneaks in. First off, he's a Mets fan. Awesome. And I think a Giants fan, too. Yeah. Um, so he's got, 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 got my back. Um, but uh, he sneaks in some, some you know political jabs. That you know, some people are get bent the wrong way about. But anyway, he's hosting today, and I mean, millions of people tune in to play this at once. It's crazy. Right. Um, but uh, this afternoon, um, it's just a couple questions into this quiz. He gave twelve questions, and um, he's talking about uh, tales from the crypt. And uh, as a, just so he just starts his question and just deadpan, doesn't even pause. Says uh, so, tales from the crypt, uh, which was uh, originally hosted by Kellyanne Conway back in. I mean, just deadpan, <laughs> just without pausing. And I was like, "You are my hero." That's pretty you fantastic. Are my hero. That's, That's pretty fantastic. fantastic. Oh my! God. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people didn't even notice it, but I was like, "He just did. That is outstanding. I love this man." No. Is, he probably oh, had he no, probably had that one in the back pocket for a while. <laughs> he, may, he may have. Wow. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, that's yeah, well. That's well played. It, it well was played. very well played. But, well played, yeah. man. You gotta, you gotta love that. Oh, <laughs> golly! Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's, it's, uh, it's time for me to start recording out. I know. Yeah. Um, you, oh, so I'll remind you. You have, you have a bug story. I do I'll, have a bug I'll, story for you. You want to do that first, or I, I feel like I had a couple, quick, couple quick things. Um, uh, go can ahead. Do the bug story and call our shots, and probably just call it a night if you we're, want. We're not that far from it. We can get Randy out and get Mark out, and then you and I can do some wrap up and, and shut it down. Okay. And that, I'm not quite ready for bed o'clock yet. You know what I'm saying? It's only one, so it's pretty good for us, even if we get... Right. Uh, even I'm going to go refresh my beverage. I'll be right back. You know, that's okay. Why don't you just hang out for like five minutes? I bet we're going to be refreshing it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So All the right. bug story, the bug story. And we said we weren't going political, so this isn't really political, but maybe it kind of <laughs> is. But uh, anyway, so <laughs> a <laughs> on IFL Science, there's a blonde-haired moth, right? And so... They discovered this, and they had evolutionary biologist Dr. Vazrik Nazari discover the new species and named it in honor of the soon-to-be president, right? But I just want to read the headline to you. Blonde-haired moth with small genitals named after Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I laughed. I thought it was so hilarious. Uh, let's see if I can find the actual scientific name they assigned this thing. Um, it's uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's actually I didn't realize how many. Yeah, two hashtag too soon. Did Stormy say that? Probably. Hashtag uh, too soon. 
to be fair, they were talking about um, you know, lots of presidents or several presidents have things named after them. George W. Bush has a slime beetle. Uh, Ronald Reagan has a wasp. Bill Clinton has a fish. And Obama holds the record uh, with wait, wait, not wait, a fish, a fish, a fist? fish, not okay. a fist. This is not a Just fisting to remember. Stop. Um, <laughs> Obama holds the record for the most with nine species named after him. So anyway, there you go. Let's see. Wait, let me see if I can find. Oh, here you go. Neo Papa Donald Trumpy or Donald Trump. I don't know. Whatever the correct scientific pronunciation is. So there you uh, go. There's your bug story. I thought that was sufficiently random and sufficiently dumb. Very, very <laughs> so, so total total random thing I just saw on my screen here. Yeah. So I have Randy bottom left, Justin top left, and then Mark on the right. Uh-huh. And Randy was holding his hand up, and Justin was holding his hand up at the same time. And unfortunately, I couldn't get the picture. But it looked Aww. like Randy's hand was in Justin's picture. It was it was tremendous. <laughs> How about that? Very nice. It was tremendous. Long, long, long distance virtual five. Yeah, yes. it was. It was, it, was a, it was like a virtual high five at that point. Nice. There you yeah, go. The, I'll take that. Um, I'll take that. So, I, yeah. I guess I, th- I think I've got two two quick uh, basketball thoughts. So I can't yeah. try to wrap up for myself. Sure, yeah. Sure. Um. What well, one is going to seem totally out of place, but uh, but just because because we, we we missed uh, uh, talking about the the round of thirty two, but um. Um, Houston was a team that I, I was a huge fan of. I, I, I ranted about it a lot in our chats, and uh, ironically, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they were they were one point away from knocking out Michigan, and by all accounts, to me, they they should have. But you know, it's March Madness, and craziness happens. Uh, all I'll say is, anybody who didn't get a chance to watch them, I, I had them in my in my final four. That was my random, you know, uh, crazy long shot pick. And and I, I think if they had beaten Michigan, I think they really have a good chance to have still been around. Um, Rob Gray, if nobody got a chance to watch him, I think he yep. tied Steph Curry's record for scoring in the first two games. He, he put yep. up 30, 39 in his first game and twenty three in the second. He's a high volume shooter, so his numbers sometimes look a little, you know, bad in terms of you know quantity of shots yeah but he can make some ridiculous plays um uh some people might question he's got a, a bit of a man bun, but i thought it was highly entertaining i think he's either his little brother or his cousin this uh very young kid who came to the game brother yeah. But, yeah with with the man bun in the crowd it would be you know absolutely going nuts for everything his brother did really really entertaining little, little kid um, but Rob Gray can ball. I mean, Houston did everything right. Just a painful situation where um, this their big man kept on getting put on the line late. But I mean, he was he was seven for seven. I mean, he shot I think during the regular season maybe sixty five percent, but he was seven for seven throughout the game. Tough. And then he gets down to the end and he misses three of his last four. Even though Houston kept on you know getting great stops at the ends, and sure enough, Michigan gets the ball back down two with like three seconds left. Me and Shannon certainly on the same page. Why they didn't guard the inbounds? They 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 let him have a free shot to, to heave it down court to get it to a guy. Who, Jordan Poole, got, buddy. Have we Jordan, not Jordan learned anything? Have we not learned anything from Duke, Kentucky? I know. Have you, we you, you not gotta. learned from that game? By <laughs> yeah. the way, Mark, the, yeah. the Michigan run this tournament because of that second game reminds me of UCLA from '95 when Tyus Edney went coast to coast for that last second win, Good and pull. like it Good just pull. kind of propel, propelled them. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of Michigan at this point. Like they just they got that last second win, and they're like, okay, and then they just kind of rolled on. So we'll we'll see. 
It's uh, huge, sorry, huge, huge momentum. No, you're absolutely right. Sorry to cut huge, you off there. <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's huge momentum for them. Uh, it was a great game. I, I hope it's not the last we've seen of Rob Gray and and, and Houston. Uh, they were they were a lot of fun to watch. They were my my uh, surprise what? team. It was so close, so, so close. close, buddy. What what uh, what year is Rob Gray? I'm not I'm not that. Familiar. That honestly, I'll, I'll admit I'm not positive. I think he. I don't think he's 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 not. A senior, I don't think. Uh, I'll probably say he's a junior, is my guess. But um, oh, if he's a junior, he's gone, dude. Oh, sure. And I and I could I could be way off. Some reason I just feel like maybe I've heard that. But um, the other thing, and certainly we've talked amongst uh, about it amongst us, and certainly some other people may have already seen it. But uh, I haven't really talked about betting stuff. I, I do at least have to mention the Florida State's, uh, you know. Oh Michigan, my God! Uh, craziness. Um, <laughs> where. Dude. Yeah, you know, the line it was it was divvied up for some people, but it was between either four and a half or five points. Uh, Michigan <clears> favors <throat> most everybody, and it's a four point game at the end. After Florida State again, they they were down ten with about two minutes left, and and Florida State's not a three point shooting team, so I had a pretty significant bet on Florida State plus five. I've been a big fan <laughs> of this Florida State team. They play great defense. They battle. <laughs> Um, I think they've really shown up against teams that I think are better than them, and I thought they did a great job of getting themselves to this game. But down ten, three point team lacking. I just I thought they were toast, but they battled back. They played great they defense. Did. They got some steals, and they cut it to as, as close as two with uh, like thirty seconds left. Um, Duncan Robinson goes to the line, makes two. They've got about eighteen seconds left, and they just bring up the courts, try a ridiculous three that I thought was a terrible decision. Should have driven to the basket. It was it was a bad decision. It was a Absolutely. horrible decision. Very bad. And, it, and at some he, he was just looking like he like he got some contact and he just jumped to try to draw the foul. Yep. Right. I mean, yep. it was ugly. Up just fl- flailing, barely hits the yeah. rim, uh, bounces off towards towards uh, towards the sideline. Uh, Duncan Robinson, who's the their Michigan's ninety percent free throw shooter, you know, gets the rebound. There's about I think there's between eleven to twelve seconds left on the clock, and eleven point eight. Eleven point eight. And shockingly, somehow D stat was on the sideline <laughs> saying, "Don't foul! Don't do it! Don't, Don't do foul. it!" <laughs> and they did uh, foul and ran out the clock. If I had been there, I would have been. But yeah, I mean, you you see, you see teams. I mean, when, you, when you're in, I mean, you're when you're in the uh, March Madness, the chance to go to the Final Four. I mean, you could still be down ten and fouling with you know ten seconds left. So the fact that they're only down four with over ten seconds left, and they just didn't touch them. And I mean, the betting world is, you know, on fire over it and on fire over it still. If you're on Florida State like myself, you're thrilled by it. But if you're on Michigan, that's that's a horrible beat. I, I, it's it's a strange bad beat. It's not a standard bad beat that you're going to see where you know team scores with you know half a second left, you know, with for no, nothing you know to play <laughs> for, whatever. But the fact that they didn't foul. And just let that clock run out. I mean, you know, Van Pelt, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN is certainly, I've I've been loving that now that he takes over Sports Center, they you know, give you know the betting angle a, a bit more attention mm-hmm. uh, since he clearly loves it. I mean, his you know philosophy is very straightforward and very simple, and I certainly think a lot of people will get echo it, which is that you know what? I mean, simple mathematics: you don't foul there, you lose. You foul, you still got a sliver of a chance. So <laughs> you're telling me there's a I chance. Mean, you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, Robinson, 90 plus percent. Doubtful he misses both. Maybe you know, maybe he misses one. Five point game with you know 11 seconds left. Crazy things can happen. But I mean, it, it, like that's at a juncture where it's like, isn't it worth one more foul? At least you know if he goes and he hits those two, you go, all right, well you know pff, we tried. 
you know, we a for effort, but to not even, I, th- I think when I was watching that game, I'm like, how did they not foul that dude? You know what I mean? And and we make fun of UVA and UMBC and all that stuff, but you know, UVA scored five points in like what 0.9 seconds or something crazy um, yes. to, to beat Louisville. It, it, it's to get in the final four, bro. It's to get in the final four. Right. Yeah. And I maybe mean, even, if, even if it makes them both, they're, they're, it's a six point game. You know, I'm saying they're, they're not a great three point shooting team, but you never know. Fly up the court, bury three, steal the amount of I mean, shit can happen. You at least got to try once, right? I mean, exactly. In the moment when I'm watching that, I'm like, all right, just go foul this dude. Just go foul. It was a terrible shot, but go foul this guy. I see and what happened. Like, I mean, Extend you, the game. You see those times sometimes where, where maybe they're playing keep away, but I mean nobody was trying. No, I, mean, and I think after I think they assumed they were going to get. I think he thought he was just going to get fouled. <laughs> right? right? Oh yeah. I mean, Michigan you know. certainly thought they would. And I mean, I think after a few seconds, you just kind of see the coach just starting to walk away. Like they just said, "All right, well, I thought my guys were running up to foul, but you know what? This is throwing see, the town and, out. and you know what? And honestly, I was halfway wondering for a second because it's almost like the players. Uh, and I forget was that I don't remember who went after uh, Savoy took the bad shot, but I don't remember who went after. I don't remember if it was Savoy that didn't foul uh, right. Robinson. Uh, but it's almost like they looked to the sideline for guidance. Like, what are we supposed to do? And it's like, bro, you should know. Foul, foul the dude. And I don't know if there's a part of me that wonders if maybe Hamilton was almost kind of protecting his team because they didn't immediately foul. And once they looked to him, he knew, you know, like enough clock was going to burn off. You go, All right, well, it's done. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. It, it happened. Because it felt like instead of just going and fouling the guy, that they looked to the sideline like, what do you want us to do, coach? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's what happened, but it, it was such an odd end to a game. You know, my immediate takeaway, other than I, I texted Jesse, who went to FSU, and I was like, dude, Florida State's offense is freaking ugly, man. What the hell? Um, it was just weird. It was just strange. And yeah. I mean, I think I, I, I said, I mean, Maybe, maybe because Robinson got the rebounds, but I just, I just, you, you don't really. Th- I mean, your mindset is supposed to be: you miss the shot, you got to foul immediately. It doesn't Extend matter. Extend the I mean, game. I, 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 I mean, I would have really been embarrassed for them if uh, one foul. Like, I'm, blank, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the guy with the the 50 percent free throw shooter with the crazy motion, uh, Hamlin or one of my, I can't think of his name. Oh, the guy that turns to the side, bounces and yeah. brings it back. <laughs> the yeah, side bounce and yeah, yeah, shoves yeah. it up. I mean, if he had gotten the rebounds and they hadn't fouled him, yeah. I mean, that would have I mean people really would have been up in arms. Oh, they um, oh they'd have been livid. I, so I, you know, I I I just don't think. I mean, I, again, I'm try. I, I kept on trying to think of excuses for Florida State, like why they wouldn't have. And really, the fact that it was Robinson is the only one that I can kind of come up with. But Even it's then, still, it still doesn't make sense. There's it's enough. To, at least foul once. At yes. least foul once. And if he goes to the line and he makes them both. So be it. But it, to me, at least foul once. Did you actually hear the post game audio, or the like, right after the game when he got asked about the decision not to foul? Did you hear it? I heard about it, and he didn't want to talk about it. But. Yeah. So, well, this this is this is right. This is Dana Jacobs and CBS Awkward. asking Hamilton about the final seconds of the game. This was the post game interview. Take me through the final seconds of this game. Why didn't you guys foul? Uh, what are you talking about? Down the stretch there, the end of the game, the final seconds, 11 seconds left on the do, clock. Do you think that the game came down to the final seconds of the game? I'm asking you, though, why that decision in the final seconds of the game? We, we, the game was over. You didn't think your guys could get back in it, put them on the line you if mean, they miss those shots? I mean, but 15 seconds of the clock, what, what, what were we down? Put them on the line, they miss a few shots. 
Coach, a four-point ball game. It's a question that, that the guys were asking at the end of our game. That's all I'm asking. It didn't come down to that in your mind. I thought they, I thought they did a great job. They had a great uh, game plan. They forced us into what, 14 turnovers in the first half. Uh, that was uncharacteristic of our team. I mean, like, he doesn't really, you know what I mean? Uh, just completely, completely dodges. That's 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 awkward, and that's that's a uh, bad answering. I mean, I know we, we certainly talk about like, I can understand. I mean, nobody wants to answer those questions. Nobody wants to have to talk out of these games. It's especially if it's a tough loss. I get that, but yeah, that's awkward, and that's completely dodging the question. And 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 yes, are is anybody saying that's the reason that Florida State lost is because they didn't foul there? Of course not. That's I mean, that's a stupid like twisting of yeah the you know, premise of what she's asking. Um, but to say that you know you couldn't have at least given yourself a chance if you foul there an opportunity that's, yeah I just at, at so least so at least that one chance. foul at least at least that one time yeah. go for the foul I mean it's just I don't know it, it, it's strange and I I, I I don't I haven't seen any video from like Vegas better you know they how sometimes they have like those things where something happens <laughs> at the end of a game and like. You know, some betters go crazy <laughs> celebrating. Other people are like, rah. I bet there was some rage face shit happening at the end of that game, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I said, it's it's fantastic. You know, again, the, my, my, my best bigotry being in March Madness, you know, at the end of games, you know, the last five minutes, you know, even in games that, you know, for any non-better, you know, teams up 20, nobody nobody that's not doesn't have any money on the game gives a shit anymore. But, you know, the, the spread is, you know, 13 points and it's, you know, going back and forth between like 15, 16 points and, you know, 11, 12 points. You know, they're all glued to the screen. So I mean, every single basket counts. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that there are more than enough uh, sports books where guys were sitting watching. That uh, again, any Florida State backer <laughs> was was jumping through the roof like I was. I mean, I just kept on. Look- I was like, "What? Wait, are they? They're not. They're not fouling? <laughs> what? I, mean, I just couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I was excited. I was like, "Am I going to get away with this?" Because I mean, I was I was so happy that, that you know Florida State had battled back, and I was like, you know, it'd be a tough loss if they lose, but you know, I mean, obviously. Even if they had fouled and, and, and Robinson makes both, they still could have come back up the court and made a right. basket. So you never know what might have happened next uh, for the betters. But uh, but to, to seal it right there was just bizarre. And I I don't think you're going to see too many you know, March Madness games where a coach just says, you know what, just just let it run out. 12 seconds left, down four. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> super bizarre, super bizarre but glad it worked out for me. Whatever. Yeah, no, I'm happy it worked out for you too. Um, uh, side note. Uh, isn't it fitting that the Duke Kansas game went deep into sixty minutes? <laughs> went deep into the <laughs> Stormy Daniels <laughs> interview time. Isn't that fitting? By the uh, way, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, I did like uh, some of the tweets by that. It said uh, uh, it just there was a collection of them. I like this one. It says uh, Duke has never seen the hate it will now for delaying the Stormy Daniel- Daniels interview. Bro, it's Duke. They've seen plenty of hate. Believe me. Don't worry about it. Uh, but a lot of people were just like, the Stormy Daniels interview is another reason just to hate Duke. <laughs> Freaking Duke, stop. <laughs> oh, Dennis Miller had the best tweet. I laughed. He said, a lot of people will be watching Stormy Daniels tonight, and perhaps even a few minute, a few of them will be watching her on 60 Minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I like this one. A damn Stormy Daniels interview is a ruse to get me to watch Duke basketball. It's a conspiracy, man. <laughs> Deep blue state stuff. <laughs> I laughed. 
Uh, or this one. The Trump administration delayed the Duke game to, bu- like, it was the Buffalo Wild Wings overtime button or something. <laughs> the Trump admin delayed the uh, g- the Duke game to bump the Stormy Daniels interview, hoping people will get bored and turn it off. <laughs> Just so dumb, man. So dumb. But uh, anyway, all right, I, I tell you what, Mark, we talked about what you would like to happen. Call your shots for the Final Four. Randy, you, go, you call your shots for the Final Four, uh, and then we'll let you guys get out of here. Shannon and I will wrap it up and shut it down. Uh, Mark, call your shots, though, for uh, both sides, and then, you know, final deal, man. There's what you want and what you think. You know how we do uh, this. I, I do. Honestly, I, I think I think, uh, I think both are going to line up. I uh, um, the, the same. I, my, my want... Uh, is definitely for uh, Loyola Nova final at this point. Um, Kansas is going to give Nova a great run for the money. I agree with Shannon that I think uh, five points for Kansas is it's hard not to take that because I could easily see it, see it coming down to a final possession. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say easy. I mean, Nova is certainly the correct correct favorite. Um, but uh, but you know, a Kansas team that that did played as well as they did against Duke. Uh, just hard pressed to see them just rolling over for Nova. Uh, with 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 prep time and all, just just yeah, I think it's, that should be a, a great game. A uh, little nervous about Loyola uh, against Michigan uh, because I just feel like with 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 prep time, um, Michigan is certainly a, a really good squad. But you know, it's just <laughs> Loyola's proven they're legit at this point. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's I don't think they're intimidated by anybody. They've obviously got the mojo, which you know it's you know not something you can really pinpoint, but it's it's legitimate. Yeah, uh, they know they know how much people are behind them. Uh, they're playing great basketball. I mean, they didn't just win their last game; they <laughs> they dominated um, pretty much from start to finish. And so uh, I. You know, I really think they're they're five and a half point underdogs. Mm-hmm. That that probably feels about right. But no, I legitimately I both want and believe that they can win this game. I think they they, you know, it's it's against a simple thought, but it's one I, I very often stand by in these kind of games. You want to see them come out and have a have a solid start. Um, I think that they've been doing that a lot um, in the previous games. But you know, if Michigan came out and say you know got up you know fourteen to four early or something like that and just kind of kept a solid lead. You know, I worry that their confidence will waver. But if they come yeah. out and are shoot, hitting their shots early, you know, playing their game, Say that playing again? the defense, shitting their shots. What? <laughs> hit, what? Their shots. I kind of prefer shitting their shots. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, it's, it's different. Uh, Dude, if they've been having, some, if they've been having Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, <laughs> bro, I'm all about them shitting their shots, bro. That might be well, uh, uh, that might be a keeper. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'll 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 say uh, I'll say Loyola in a, a close one, uh, yeah. six, 68 to sixty-five. Okay, you're gonna ride that all the way through. I'm gonna ride that all the way through. All right, uh, fair I, enough. I both, I both one one believe in them, and then uh, I'll say Nova. It's gonna be a high, higher scoring game right there, but uh, I'll say Nova wins uh, seventy-two seventy. Okay. So you got Nova Loyola, yes, sir. All right, you want to throw down just for fun? Are you are you gonna you're gonna you're gonna let Loyola carry it to the end? Is it, oh yeah, I all mean, right. I, yeah, Why not? I'll I'll wait and see what the actual final is. But uh, but yeah, I, I certainly know I'd be rooting for Loyola if that happens. Right. Um. And uh. Yeah. Again, I, I think they've proven they can play against anybody. Randy, since Syracuse is out, I believe you said you were on Team Loyola. Indeed, I am. I figure, why not go for the, you know go for the underdog, go for the 
feel-good story of the tournament because tech pretty much they are at this point. They are. They are. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. But, but looking at what's left, obviously, I as we've, I've said before, I've got Villanova winning it all, so definitely going Villanova to make the, the finals. Uh-huh. I want Loyola in there. But the way Michigan's been playing, I mean, both teams have been playing lights out. So it's just, uh, I, I and I hate to say that the streak's going to end for Loyola, but I think it's going to be Michigan that's going to end up in the finals. Even though it's just a great, it's great just to think that is. Loyola is only the fourth 11 seed to make the final four. Well, here's, here's the thing to keep in mind. Loyola is the seventh team seated ninth or lower to make the final four. Every single other team has lost. All right. 11 seed Loyola Chicago. We'll see what happens. 11 seed VCU in 2011. Lost. 11 seed George Mason in those. I can't believe that's 2006. Lost. 11 seed LSU in 1986. Lost. 10 seed Syracuse in 2016. Lost. 9 seed Wichita State in 2013. Lost. And a team none of us are going to remember. 9 seed Penn in 1979. Lost. So... If Loyola pulls this off, they will be the first team to have done so. Which would only be fitting given what their run has been. It would it would only be fitting. So, okay, so you're going to go Loyola. No, you, you want Loyola, but you're going to take Michigan and Villanova and Villanova to win it. Yep. Okay, fair enough. All right, guys, I'm going to let you guys out. I need to take the dog out. I got I got the text from the wife that the dog needs to go out. So I, gotta go, I need to go let Blue out. So you guys go ahead, and we'll catch you a little bit later. Shannon and I will just wrap up and shut this bad boy down. Uh, thanks, as always, for uh, hopping on and hanging out. Certainly appreciate that. And, uh, I, you know, Mark, I'm just happy that you were shitting shots tonight. Yeah, I do what I, I, do what I can. <laughs> well, like, like, Leonard, <laughs> like Leonard Hamilton, like Hamilton at the end of that FSU game, dude, he definitely was ready to let that go. Shitting shots be damned. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this man and i i can speak for uh for two of us here but uh seeing as our one of our favorite holidays is uh coming up on thursday let's go mets hell yes woo yeah buddy yeah man lgm bruh that's right <laughs> there you go all right man go get some rest we'll catch you guys a little bit later okay absolutely See you, boys all right good night friends night guys late night, brothers night. see you all right, I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. We'll go ahead and start shutting this bad boy down. I meant to bring this up while Mark was still here, but uh, by the way, I like how Leangelo Ball uh, scored 72 points on the day he declared for the NBA draft. But, <laughs> oh, like, the headline sounds impressive. But do understand, this was a big baller brand challenge game, <laughs> and they were playing a Chinese youth team. Oh my gosh. Come on, y'all. <laughs> if you're going to hype him up for scoring 72, it's like beating up on Little League. Come on, dude. Stop, man. What is that like? Do you remember the Sports Center commercial from back in the day, the Big Buddy program? Where like all these little kids are going against like Stuart Scott and he blacks the hell out of them. I mean, is, <laughs> is that what Leangelo Ball just pulled off? I don't know. The Big Buddy League. Yeah. Seems, seems about like that. The uh, and if I butcher this, man, my my bad. But the uh, Guangdong Southern Tigers youth team, yeah, he dropped. You se- said dong. Yeah, you said dong. <laughs> uh, so, yay, Jello and Mello score one hundred and eight. 
kudos for beating up on uh, a Chinese youth team, man. Good, we, good we, on y'all. Hey, we have a phone call in. Oh, is Peter this, Griffin, is, is this the classic Peter Griffin? Griffin? Oh my God, who the hell cares? That's about right. <laughs> having Lavar's having issues uh, speaking. Yeah, well, uh, you know, look, you're beating up, you're beating up a youth team. It's not like you beat up Debo. You got knocked ah. the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. <laughs> You ain't knocking out Debo. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just saying, man. Uh, Shut the fuck yeah. up! Don't crow too much, dude. No. Don't crow too much, man. It's going to be a lot different. I don't know if he's going to get drafted. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I just think teams at this point are going to be like, it's just not worth it. We'll see how that shakes out. But, uh, you know, if he does... Does it shake if, it off? Yeah. If he gets drafted or if he ends up in a G League or whatever the hell happens, you're going to be playing like the you know like a man's game, you know what I'm saying? So, it's not going to be into this weird rando BFE middle of nowhere Euro team, Eastern block this team. I mean, it's it's a whole different level, man. Man's so. game. Is he a man? Is he 40? <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> I don't even have that pulled up, man. But I, you oh, know what? I, I, hey, man, I, I like the reference, dude. I hear you. You know what? Just for you, because you did go there. Thank you. Because Tawana told you that, <laughs> and you went there. I'm gonna play this just for you, brother. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. That's right. <laughs> oh. But anywho, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the Final Four. You know, I kind of wish I had a dog in the fight, but I don't per se. I still think the 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 story that America wants is Loyola. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty big ask. Uh, it's been a hell of a run, you know, and, and they've been clutch. They've hit some pretty monumental shots. And at some point, you know, and just like part of my concern for Villanova, particularly Villanova against Kansas, is the, the is the is the dome effect you know and it gets yeah. it gets most teams because when you transition from playing in a basketball arena and then you're playing in where are they at San Antonio you're yeah. playing in I mean it's a cavern so it messes with your depth perception and so there's a clear historical trend that three point shooting percentages drop <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it's signi- I mean it's it's statistically significant. Um, I don't have numbers in front of me, but you can just look it up. The dome effect, man. Uh, it's a real thing. So I'll be curious to see how much that impacts uh, Villanova against Kansas. Uh, and I'll be curious to see how much that impacts a team like the Ramblers, who, you know, that they've they've been incredibly clutch and they've done a lot of stuff. And we can give them credit for not only finding ways to win, but, you know, having a team that, it, yeah, sure, is is savvy, if you will. Uh, you know, but they beat Miami on a game-winning three with you know a shade on like point three seconds left. They beat Tennessee on a jumper with three point six seconds left. Yeah, they held off Nevada, but they hit a clutch a clutch shot right at the end of that game. And uh, you know that they dropped a bag of whoop ass <laughs> in the last game. But you know they won they won three games with in just a, a, a teeny tiny fraction of time. My God, think back to what FSU didn't didn't even try, and think back to like. Three games 
look, essentially Loyola won three, three games by four points. Yeah, Loyola won three games in the amount of time it took FSU to quit. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, K State. You know, Loyola was just on. They just had the mojo, dude. They just had the mojo. The 9-11 final, by the way, was the highest combined seed ever uh, for a game. And, uh, you know, again, maybe maybe the, the Rams are playing with house money. One thing that statistically what I think is significant is that uh, Loyola is 23-0 and when uh, this this season. They're 23-0 and when they're leading at halftime. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, you know, they, especially if they come out of the gate. I mean, you think about some of the things they've done in second halves and the closeout games. You, you just have to give them credit. I loved Porter Moser. By the way, what a hell of a name, right? <laughs> Porter Moser. I loved him and Ben Richardson just hugging it out like champs at the end of that K-State game, dude. Uh, I loved Sister Jean getting a piece of the net. I thought that was a great story. That's awesome. Um, and Marcus Towns, man, just that drive kind of late in that game, that just – Going to the basket, getting that thing up there, little little little, little scoop them up shot, and then you know drawing the foul. I mean, they, they just they have a lot of mojo. Uh, Porter Moser, by the way, is the third coach in the last twenty seasons to reach a Final Four in their first NCAA tournament appearance. So pretty wild. But I think they're the feel good story, and it, 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 it's not anything against Michigan. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I mean, there are teams that I think people like to root against. Duke's a team people like to root against. Kentucky's a team people like to root against. I don't know that you have that with Michigan to the same degree. Uh, you certainly don't have that with Loyola. And I don't know that you have that with Kansas or Villanova, right? I don't know if there's a bad guy um, or the right. heel left in the Final Four, which well, is, is kind of maybe. I mean, you know, maybe. But probably of all the teams that are left, if you had to take one as the I'm gonna root against it them, it's, Kansas, it's probably yeah. Kansas, you know, and and maybe Bill Self, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but um, they're not hateable on the same level as some other teams. They're just not. So, ah, man, I think what I would like to see happen is Loyola. My lean is to honestly, my lean is to take Michigan. They they you know they were on fire against Texas A and M. Didn't have the same mojo against FSU, but they found a way to gut that out. Some of that's fail buckets on FSU, but you know I have a very mild lean to take Michigan. I think they rebound better uh, or rebound from that loss. Just as a point of clarification, mm-hmm. I don't mean rebound as in rebound the basketball, but I'm worried about shots dropping for Loyola uh, with the dumb effect, but we'll see. Uh, I would prefer Loyola to win, honestly, but uh, I have a very, very mod- mild lean towards taking Michigan. Villanova, Kansas, you know, I think if if Villanova's hitting their shots, I love their chances. I'm tempted a smidge to take Kansas, but, you know, if if you ask me what I would enjoy the most, it would be Loyola running this thing all the way through to the end. I I just think it would be an incredible story. And we're we're due for one of those. You know, you think back to uh, what Villanova way back when or NC State way back when. Um, and it's not to you know to take anything away from the caliber or the quality of the teams, but you know every once in a while when you have a team that comes out of nowhere or that is the underdog or is a, an incredible story that ends well, up winning. Well, I mean, when you see the intros, you always see the NC States, mm-hmm. the Villanovas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see those moments from the '80s. Yeah, 
uh, in, in like in defeat, like the Kentucky team from the '90s against Duke. Like Duke was like all world, like mm-hmm. unbelievable team, and Kentucky was just coming off of the death penalty. Had all the homegrown players who didn't leave when things went downhill, mm-hmm. and you had that moment. You know, basically, without a doubt, the greatest game in college basketball history with what was on the line, how it was oh, played. Yeah. It was played at such a high level. Um, and then you've got, like, the George Mason run to the Final Four, the Which BCU run. Butler, those two years, being in the championship game those two years, mm-hmm. I mean, they they had the opportunity to kind of rewrite a little history Oh, and, and they were Gordon Hayward, like, with just a smidge. That's, oh, yeah. They, there's a shot that almost – I mean, they had a shot at the end that almost, almost dropped. I mean, if that hits, that's the ultimate buzzer beater. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago, Villanova got the ultimate buzzer beater. Uh, what was that but, guy's I mean, name? Uh, uh, Diak, uh, uh, God bless. Dr. Canato or Dr. Ch- or something crazy. Um, Archer Diakono. His nacho cheese. Yeah. That was Villanova UNC, right? Yeah, Chris Jenkins hit that. But yeah, it was he just followed the play down the down the court and hand off three. Oh. Dude, but I almost I totally forgot about this. The, the roof is the floor. The, the ceiling is the roof. Or the ceiling is the floor, <laughs> whatever it is. This, this, <laughs> this, uh, this is a total topic jump, by the way. Total topic jump. Okay. All, right. All right. This is one of my favorite headlines of the week. Eagles fan signs check. They're at a New England restaurant. Eagles fan signs check. With the Philly special play, <laughs> so you look at you look at the card reader and it's like, please sign below. And they drew the freaking Philly special on the signature pad. Ah, oh, just made me laugh. I was closing out tabs and I saw that. Just hilarious to me. That's that's funny, man. I'm a I'm a fan of that. All right, jumping back jumping back to basketball. Yeah, ah. I'm okay the way – I think if I had to rank them, because I, I asked Mark kind of to rank like his order, I would put my most preferred – look, Villanova won a couple years ago. This is not – I'm not anti-Villanova, but, but they have a recent chip. I think I would have to go Loyola 1 because of the Richmond connection. I'd go Michigan 2, um, and it's kind of a toss-up between Kansas and Villanova. Uh, you know, Kansas has won. Villanova's won pretty recently. So let's just call that a draw, right? Uh, so Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, then Michigan, and then either Kansas or um, Villanova. I'm fine either way, you well, know, with that. It, here's my top four. Number one, mm-hmm. anyone but Kansas. Two, anyone but Kansas. <laughs> Three, anyone but Kansas. And then four, Kansas. I like how I was a can like, I don't hate Kansas. Nobody, I mean, who really hates Kansas? Here, here comes Shannon dropping, like, Hate bombs <laughs> on top of the Jayhawks, dude. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, Kentucky and Kansas don't really like each other, so. That's fine. No, but, um, you know, my, in so the you, sports you, you room, totally want Kansas to get in synced out of there. Yes, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a win. That's fine. Sorry, McCollum. Um, Sorry, McCollum. No, you're good, bro. No, it's all now, good. in the Sports Brew uh, Tourney Pick'em League, mm-hmm. I had Michigan and Villanova in the championship game. Mm-hmm. 
So realistically, I, I still believe that would happen. Yeah. But it's not going to hurt my feelings any if Loyola Chicago wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so, absolutely. Like Michigan Villanova was my original pick. Mm-hmm. I assume that's probably going to how it's going to go. Um, betting wise, that's the angle at yeah. this point. But I mean, the Loyola Chicago story for me, I will always, unless it's against Kentucky, I will always cheer on the underdog. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will be Sister Jean on Saturday. There you go. <laughs> at, at at whatever six o'clock, whatever time that thing tips. I'm hoping they'll win. We'll see. It, it John Beeline with a week to. It's that dude is so good. Yeah, John Beeline is such a great coach. It, he's going to make it very difficult for them. So, well, that's um, what you would expect. That's what you would expect. And and you know yeah. they've and they've got good players on that squad. It's not it's not like a bunch of bombs or anything like that. You know, I I think you can look at every team in the Final Four and Loyola may have been underappreciated for the talent they have. And that's part of the chip. You know, that's the proverbial chip on their shoulder. Uh, it's to prove it. It's the, we're the underdogs. It's the, nobody thought we could do it. Nobody thought we were good enough. It's people come up to me and ask to take pictures of other people on the team. They don't even know I'm on the team. That stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have all, all that stuff going on. Uh, of course, maybe with free Chick-fil-A sandwiches, maybe they'll, maybe they'll remember who these <laughs> guys are at this point. You know, I, I think there's a lot of compelling storylines. What I really hope for, ultimately is is give me three good games dude I, I hope that there's not some rando blowout non-competitive boring you know garbagey thing and i would imagine that the loyola storyline what people probably fear is that if loyola gets past michigan that they're just going to get blown out in the championship game no not not with that little time to prepare i i highly doubt there's going to be a blowout um, just simply because there's going to be nerves and oh sure uncertainty, unfamiliarity, and and that goes for both teams. I mean, listen, these kids are just eighteen to twenty-two years old. Yeah, so it's not going to be an NBA Finals where it's LeBron versus a bunch of rookies and hoping you can beat him. You know, the, the, there's veteran this. You know, Loyal Chicago's got a lot of veterans on that team. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be rattled. They're they're just not going to be rattled. I mean, they may be a little wide eyed to begin the game against Michigan, but after that first uh, under sixteen timeout, they'll be settled in. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So whether they win or not, you know, is up to them. Also, Justin, I have breaking news. Mm-hmm. What's that? I did not win Mega Millions, and neither did anybody else. Yay! So Mega Millions will be over five hundred million dollars on Friday. Woo! So there you go, buddy. Man, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to play again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, like I say, I like Michigan Villanova Villanova to win overall. Mm-hmm. I but you know, for me, I will always pull for the underdog. Yeah. And I'm pulling for loyal Chicago. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at the, at the end of the day, um, if, if Villanova's in Fuego, and can totally just you know uh, drop those three. I mean, they've been so filthy. 
Um, oh yeah, from behind the arc. You know, if they're if they're rolling like that, I love their chances. Uh, I think Kansas is going to put themselves in a in a good position to win. I, I'd be super surprised if Kansas got just randomly handled and like legit like blown out. Uh, I, I just I don't really see that happening for them. I mean, anything's within the realm of of possibility, obviously. Particularly if one team is is lights out hot, you know, and, and that's perhaps the greatest equalizer that you're going to see is. If one team has a rough shooting night or has a down shooting night, and, and the other, you know, whoever they're playing is, you know, dropping shots, dude, you can talk about talent, you can talk about coaching, you can talk about scheme, you can talk about strategy. But if somebody's hitting their shots, dude, another team is somebody's uh, yeah. shitting their shots, you know. Yeah, if they're shitting their shots, man. Uh, as I looked, <laughs> Leangelo Ball was shitting his shot, seventy-two points against you know the Chinese youth team. It's legit. The Chinese all YMCA team, man. The all YMCA team. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, man. Hell yeah. Maybe they can click, click, pull it off against the Chinese YMCA team. For sure. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, what I'd like to see the most is Loyola run the table. Um, Nothing against Michigan. And I think if, if as long as they're hitting their shots and the dumb, effi- dumb effect doesn't get them too bad, uh, to meet Loyola and Villanova, there's a lot of upside. That, that could be a really fun game. Yeah, it's like the old, you know, it's like the old classic David and Goliath kind of deal. You know, obviously the sports version of it, but who doesn't love that? The classic underdog story. Rooting for the underdog. And, I, you know, I, I tell you what, man, I, I, I would bet almost anything that, uh, yeah, you'll have the fans of the other teams there, but I would think the crowds... I would think a lot of the crowds would be super pro Loyola, uh, just for the, the the novelness and just for the chance for them to actually pull this off. I think the crowds will go bananas for them, man. Uh, should be a ton of fun. Again, what I like to see the most is is Loyola run the table. I think the most likely outcome is probably Michigan uh, versus Villanova, and Villanova wins. You know, Villanova finishes this thing off. I think uh, you know if I was playing percentages, I'm going to take Nova. But if I'm playing, you know, the old, uh, playing with the old heartstrings, I guess, I just think the underdog story, particularly this year, with all the stuff that's happened in college basketball, all the drama, all the ridiculousness um, in college sports, all the arguing about amateurism and, and what to do with players, whether it's football, basketball, whatever, man, what, a, what an incredible story it would be if a school like Loyola Chicago and that kind of team was able to do it so uh, that's what I'm rooting for it's nothing against anybody else I just think that that would be incredible but uh, we'll see man I, I love their chances against Michigan um, they'll have their hands full. well everybody's going to have their hands full with Kansas and Villanova it doesn't matter if it's Michigan or, or Loyola but yeah give it a go man it's going to be fun enjoy the games looking forward to seeing how this plays out I just, I just hope they're all good but yeah yeah my heart my heart wants Loyola. My head says Michigan, Villanova, and Nova finishes this thing off. But you know what? That's why they play the games, buddy. Let's settle it on court, man. Woof. But uh, no, if, if Villanova's got their stroke on, man, they're, they're going to be they're going to be a super tough out. I, I think Kansas will, you know, be well prepared and in a good position defensively, and they've got size. You know, Villanova's missing shots, but it's it's one area that I would expect Kansas to have an upper hand. So uh, Justin, yeah, are, are you saying that Villanova they be stroking? They be stroking. It was to the east, to the west. Yeah, they be stroking. 
Do I the one that they love best? Do I even have that song? I have to have that song. So I don't gotta have that one, man. Oh, I think I'm gonna. Have, I think I'm gonna have to look that up on YouTube. What? I'm gonna look up stroking wow. to the. Wow. Yeah, look here you go. Stroking. Somewhere I'm sure I have it. When I start making love, I don't just make wow. love. Wow. I be stroking. You telling me Villanova's gonna be stroking? <laughs> I be stroking. Oh my God, Shannon. room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Yes. Last week. <laughs> Stop it. Who is your daddy you and love? what does he do? Last you week. son of a bitch. This is terrible. Come <laughs> after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Or as Shaq would say, Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> That's right. There it is. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! <laughs> do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> Thank you, Bill. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new Actually, album. we're going to leave you with Strokin'. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right. And we just oh. did it live, so. Oh yeah. my God! I know. I totally that love was, that. That was phenomenal, sir. Uh, well that, played on your yeah. part. 
I hope I hope you enjoyed that. I did. <laughs> oh, oh man no it's good to catch up dude i'm glad we i'm glad we had some time to catch up and hang out and have a little fun and uh, as always i certainly hope everybody enjoyed uh a little run through with the sports brew dude we had a good time and you know look enjoy the games man enjoy the games this weekend and then we're you know it's always kind of tough when we get right at the end of you know the tournament uh you know you go from the absolute insanity of the opening weekend and you know, certainly the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight were fun, but there, there's always a little, t- to me, there's a little tinge of sadness, you know, uh, when we yeah. get right to the end of, of March Madness. I mean, I love the whole, you know, one shiny moment and crowning the champion and, and all the stuff that goes into that. Uh, I just I just hope that the conclusion of the tournament lives up to really what the bulk of the tournament has given us so far, which is, Absolutely. you know, great stories, compelling games. Uh, look, that not every game was perfect. Some, you know, uh, there were some ugly ones mixed in there. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just I hope the final four in the championship game. I hope that just lives up uh, to what this tournament has delivered so far because it, it's given us a lot of great storylines and, and a lot of great basketball. And oh, please don't let it be a K State Kentucky foul fest. No, please, no. Uh, you know, of all, of all the things, no. don't <laughs> don't let it be like that. You know what I mean? Don't let it be like that. I think uh, all the basketball fans in this country completely deserve better than that bag of crap. <laughs> Man, I think we could all dream a dream that we don't have a foul fest. Yes. Yes. I will absolutely. You are correct, sir. I don't know where that song is right now, but that's because okay. like Buck Cherry. I'm a little lit up, dude. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't find it. Oh, oh there it is. So, <laughs> I dreamed a dream that the sports brew played the lottery this week and won a half a billion dollars. <laughs> That'd be a fun dream. We probably wouldn't be able to record for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it would be like those earlier podcasts where you'd be like, no, we were just too drunk. <laughs> oh my god it would be insane it would be it would be insane but we'd be self-funded we could do whatever the hell we wanted that'd be a lot of fun but uh yeah anyway let's wrap up and get out of here man uh it, it you know i had a great time catching up uh thanks a little shout out and a little thanks to todd for certainly uh you know getting us squared away when we visited him for some beverages on our anniversary appreciate that todd thank you very much Shannon has promised to stop making porn jokes about your kids. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, I, seriously, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you're a good dude, man. Um, well played, sir. Well played, sir. I certainly appreciate that. And again, happy anniversary to my wife, man. Uh, God, I can't believe five years. We're five years in, and it, I still it's still hard to wrap my head around the fact we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, basically. It's still bananas. But, you know, I love my kids, love my wife, and it, it's pretty wild, man. Uh you know, I, I remember what it's like to not have kids, but I can't imagine my life without them being in it. So five years, man. Salute. Kudos to her for putting up with my dumb ass. <laughs> uh, she probably needs beer more than I do. But uh, they, you know what? Our wives can do their own pocket. The wife brew. They can totally, <laughs> they can totally do their own thing. Oh, I'm just kidding. But, and, uh, and on occasion, mine has come in after a night of drinking and done that. Oh, she's that was she, <laughs> she was very lively. Yes, <laughs> I believe we were like in the middle of the podcast. We're like, what? Son of a bitch! <laughs> Give me a drink. One more night. I'm 
saucy. It was good times. Uh, but yeah. uh, no, I enjoyed the games, man. I hope the Final Four lives up to it. And I'm I'm still intrigued by what the Rams are doing uh, this off season. And oh man, would would it be so crazy if they found a way to obtain Beckham? I still don't think he's out of New York, but you know, crazier things have happened. Pretty wild. So anyway, we'll be coming up to one shining moment. I'm going to save it this week because we need to save that for the finale. Yep. And quite frankly, we had a whole bunch of stroking, <laughs> so we'll take that as a victory here. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's right. Let, let's just hope for these last three games we don't get one sharding moment. No, no. L- less of the one sharding moment, more one shining moment. That'll make us all uh, pretty happy. But look, yeah, man. As much fun as this tournament's been, we deserve It has. I, it has. I, I hope the con- so. Yeah, I hope the conclusion lives up to uh, what it's done so far, which has been very good. It's been, it's been an it, enjoyable yes. tournament. So. Uh, but look, from all of us at the Sports Brew, man, uh, enjoy the games. Have a good time. Enjoy your week. If everybody coming up on spring break, have fun with your family. Have fun with your kids. Uh, we certainly plan uh, to do that on, on our end. It's going to be a going to be a good time. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for cranking us up. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster dot com. Uh, keywords of Sports Brew, whether it's the Google Play Store, you can track us down, man. If you like beer, you like sports. You'll have a good time with us, man. And we'll have a good time with y'all. Why not, right? Uh, as we wrap up, a little bit of a, a, a smidge of responsibility. Consider this our PSA for the week. This headline about says it all. And Shannon, you're um, amazingly, you're not all that far away from the part of your life where your kids start to drive. Can you freaking believe that? I know it's a hop, skip, and a jump. They're not there yet, but you know, before you know it, you're going to blink and, <laughs> you know, poof. Three. Three and a half years, I, I think. But I love this headline. And this was uh, in Minnesota. <laughs> a Minnesota? Boot in Minnesota. A teenager crashed into the exam building during her driving test. <sighs> Did she pass? I don't know. I, I would imagine no. not. Given the state of the building uh, and the fact that she put the car into drive instead of reverse... Thereby jumping the curb and crashing into the building and taking out a brick wall and windows. I would imagine that she did. I would imagine that she did not. Look, when you go Leroy Jenkins on a brick wall during a driving test, safe to say you did not pass that thing. And it's going to have to be a redo. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... It's going to be a redo. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. Yep. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. (laughs) Do it live. She already did it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. She wrote that thing... She wrote that thing right to the wall. (laughs) Anyway, it's like nightmares, man. Nightmare fuel, dude. So, anywho... That's a that's a bad day at the office, man. For real, bad day at the literally, office. But literally, yeah, figuratively, literally, all of these things, all wow. uh, all of the above. By the way, don't let Michael Bennett anywhere near Sister Jean. Just a pro tip from the sports brew. <laughs> you did see the headlines this week, right? Where yeah. Michael Bennett got indicted on felony charge on a felony charge of injuring an elderly woman. So keep. Keep Michael Bennett away from Sister Jean. Pro tip from your friends at the Sports Brew. I don't know how that plays out. 
I'm sure there'll be some yeah, footage. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, I, I've read some of the details yeah. of that. It, there's a lot of iffy stuff. I, I'm sure there is. I only bring that up to be funny and to make you know, make a little joke at the end. I'm sure there's yeah, some I'm stuff. I'm with you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, keep away from Sister Jean. Pro tip from your friends oh. at the Sports Brew. And one last time, Shannon, you keep playing the lottery. I'll give it a shot again with Powerball and Mega Millions. And maybe your friends at the Sports Brew can dream a dream of getting half a billion dollars being self-funded. We would probably start a brewery and just record there. You know how good that would be? Dude. Dude. Sports Brew Brewery? Lindy, we'd even let you plug that Tesla of yours in while you were drinking, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The only stipulation is you have to show up with your Grace and Allen body pillow <laughs> and Whitfield, both of you. Okay, at, at that point, Lindy's out. He's done. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Well, uh, uh, Whitfield and the, and the Grace and Allen body pillow would be in the back seat. They would travel together. No, no. No? Hey, no dice? Trust me. I, I've known Chris for a long time. That, that ain't happening. He'll bring the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll bring the pups, man. But he won't, he he won't give Whit, you know he won't give Whitfield a ride. No, <laughs> dude, he don't want his backseat getting messed up like that. Come on now, sweep the leg, baby, sweep the leg. Hey, my man loves his cars, so it ain't happening. Mm-mm-mm. Ah, on that note, all right. Ah, from all those, all of you, man, sleep well, sleep tight. We'll catch you next week. Oh, actually, I don't know. Maybe we won't two get weeks. everybody next week. It might be. Uh, it, weeks, it might maybe. be two weeks. It might. It really. It may be two weeks. Uh, we'll see because we got some traveling, spring break, and I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, from all of us, all of you, enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the games, enjoy the beer, enjoy the beverages, enjoy the family time, man. And we will catch you on the flip side. That's what I be doing. Sir. What? <laughs> what were you getting ready to say? Are you stroking? Go go out to stroking, Shannon. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. There you go. We'll catch you on the flip side, man. Peace out, y'all. And good. Have a good. Go ahead. I was gonna say, have a good one. Good night. Yeah. And good night now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Woo. If I were you, I'd take precaution. All right. Good night now. I'm just sitting there in my head going, how does he come up with that? Look, and you're like, it just, it literally just popped into my head. And I'm like, good God, that's, it's phenomenal. I think, I think, I, we, I, I think it may be actually a mainstay here. If, you know, I'm not trying to push it, but I think that, you know, salt and pepper push it, but. Hey, man. I'm just saying, like, that could be a mainstay with Whitfield, the Grayson Allen pillow the grace on body pillow yes. I, I, i'm thinking we might need to go on shark tank 
Look, if, if Mench on a bench, you know what I mean, can get some love on Shark Tank, how about the Grace Nally, Grace Nally body pillow? You know what I'm saying? You want to. I mean, if you do the life-size one, it should be a nice spoon. So, <laughs> Big spoon, little spoon, teaspoon. Yeah. <laughs> leg sweep. Woo! Sweep the leg. That's right. Sweep the leg. Oh, all right, brother. Go get some all rest, right, man. I'll catch you later. Hey, Safe mm. travels, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> but mm, great. Now I have the hiccups. <laughs> yeah. Put some honey on that bitch. All right, brother. Go right, get some rest. Right, I'll catch you later. All right, bro. Good Sorry. night. <laughs> Unbelievable. At least you got them now. Mm. There it is. Late. Right. <laughs>